It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services. Bedfordshire campaigners welcome forced marriage sentencing and Hertfordshire woman left heartbroken by thefts from daughter's grave. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire this morning. Rail regulators say Network Rail is offering poor punctuality and reliability on some of the busiest commuter routes, including Thameslink. But there is praise for the East Coast service. As Richard Westcott reports, Network Rail is spending £24 billion over five years on a whole host of projects designed to make more trains run on time and to ease overcrowding. But this report from the regulator, the ORR, says that one year in, the timetable for improvements is slipping and some costs are going up. There is some praise in the report, especially for the way Network Rail has improved punctuality on the East Coast Main Line from London to Edinburgh. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. The 34-year-old was jailed for 16 years after admitting making a 25-year-old woman marry him under duress last year. More from Tony Fisher. The man, who can't be identified for legal reasons, also pleaded guilty to charges of rape, bigamy and voyeurism at a court in Wales. Luton campaigner on forced marriage Dr Nazia Kanoom says the sentence will send out a strong message. And Kuljit Lally, who's a solicitor in Luton, who deals with cases of forced marriage, says this now shows that the new law is not just a piece of paper. A new investigation into the German Wings air disaster in March is to be opened in France. It follows confirmation that several doctors who treated the co-pilot, Andreas Lubitz, who deliberately crashed the plane into the French Alps, had judged him unfit to fly. But doctors failed to tell his employers because of Germany's strict patient confidentiality laws. Police have arrested a 30-year-old man from High Wycombe on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. It follows a collision in the town on May the 4th involving two cars and a lorry. A passenger in one of the cars, a 27-year-old man from High Wycombe, died later in hospital. A woman from Hartford has been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Louise Walker hopes to shame the thieves into stopping after they targeted her daughter Bethany's grave in the North Road Cemetery. They were both sort of planters that had been planted up with full of flowers, etc. Um, and they've been taken and really whoever's taken it just hasn't got any morals to take a, a, an item like that off of the grave. Um, let known a child's grave is just despicable. The funeral of the former Liberal Democrat leader Charles Kennedy will take place today near his home outside Fort William in the Scottish Highlands. Hundreds of people are expected to gather in the small church where he and his family were parishioners. In sport, Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for winger Raheem Sterling and Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League long jump win in five days in Oslo last night. The weather warm and sunny this morning but heavy and thundery showers this afternoon a maximum temperature 24 degrees celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties morning guys ian lee bbc three counties radio There's a full lorry in the papers today, a full lorry, I hear you say, because, um, well, um, 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 Amazon are selling Ouija boards, and, um, you know, people believe that rubbish, even though, well, you know, it's like rubbish and stuff. Some of the reviews on the Ouija boards are hilarious. 
459-455-555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC... Did you find the needle? Radio. Put, put the needle on. Put the needle on. There we go. Put the needle on. Put it on. We're going to go there. There we go. We've got, it's, it's all vinyl. It's all vinyl. What's that noise? Is that the song? Hang on, hang on, here we go. Yeah, that's the song. Hang on a minute. That that's crackly, cool. isn't it? Yeah, Do you want to give it away? I'll give it away. It's not, I thought that would be us from downstairs. Hang on, hang on, bear with us. Are you Let, on my class or is that? Yeah, it's um, Hang on, let's go with a banker. Let's go with a banker. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on, guys. I've got a really good one if you want. Nope. We're going to go in. Here we go. Right, we're in. We're in. Right. Boom. There we go. We're in. We're almost in.
Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It sounds very, very odd to me. It's something very odd. I don't know what it is. It sounds very, very odd. Sounds very odd. Sounds very um, um, muddy to me. Do you know what? I can't be bothered today. It just sounds really muddy. What's that all about? Yeah. Anyone? Is there something flicked up that shouldn't be? Well, probably. Anyone? I mean, three hours of this rubbish. Um, Well, look, come on, let's just soldier on. This sounds rubbish. It sounds rubbish, man. Oh, well, okay. We can swap studios if you want. No, I hate doing it in that studio. I fucking hate that studio. There's bad juju in there. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first conviction under new laws. A 34-year-old man's been jailed for 16 years after admitting threatening to kill a woman and her family if she didn't marry him. What do we know about this, Catherine? Well, this uh, involves a 34-year-old man from Cardiff. We can't name him for legal reasons, and I'm guessing that's because we want to protect the identity of his unwilling wife. Mm. Now, this fellow's become the first person in the UK to be prosecuted under forced marriage laws, which were introduced last year. And the court heard that he became obsessed with this woman, a devout Muslim, and threatened to reveal videos he'd secretly filmed of her in the shower and kill members of her family if she told anyone. Uh, the court heard he told the 25 victim he'd kill her father unless she married him. Um, and so this is uh, the, the root of the case, really. Not only was he prosecuted for forced marriage, he also pleaded guilty to charges of rape, bigamy and voyeurism. Um, he was sentenced to a total of 16 years in prison for rape, with four years for the forced marriage, Twenty, sorry, 12 months for bigamy and 12 months for voyeurism, but that would all run concurrently, so 16 years in total. What did the judge say? Well, the court was told that the defendant bound and gagged his victim with his wife's scarves. He already had a wife. Uh, judge Daniel Williams described the defendant as an arrogant, manipulative and devious man. He'd also pleaded guilty on the second day of his trial, uh, with the judge saying, to the bitter end, you sought to exert control over her, no doubt in the hope she would not go through with her allegations. Uh, the judge said the offences began when the woman, a woman became engaged last year and in March 2014 he took her to his house under the pretense of having a meal with his wife. Uh, the judge continues, you, your house was empty, you locked the front door, you drew the curtains and ignored her pleas to let her go, threw her mobile phone away and bound and gagged her with scarves belonging to your wife, he said. Tied her hands behind her back, she was bruised by the ties, she couldn't breathe, she almost passed out and then you raped her. She, I, I don't think we need it, any it more, goes we don't on. need it any more details thoroughly, at six in the morning. Exactly, yeah. thoroughly unpleasant. Uh, what's gentleman. been the reaction to the sentencing then? Well, the Luton campaigner on forced marriage and violence against women is called Dr Nazia Khanum and she says that this will send out a strong message. You're going to be speaking to her in the course of the programme. But she says a lot of these things are still happening in the shadows. Men and women are still suffering. Kuljit Lally is a solicitor in Luton. Again, we'll be speaking to them later on. Deals with cases of forced marriage and says this is an important landmark. Uh, She's been involved with cases that have gone to high court, still no prosecution. Um, And it now shows that the new law is not just a piece of paper. Okie dokie, 08459 Okay, there's something wrong with this because the levels on albums are too low, so I'm going to have to give you that back. Right. We're going to have to have this. Oh, who's been dicking around in the studio? That's the question on uh, on everybody's lips. Oh dear, me, me, me. Oh dear, right. There's only one man that can save us, and it's the geezer. It's the geezer. There we go.
Bishop Stortford on the A120 Bishop Stortford Bypass. There's roadworks there between the M11 Junction 8 for the Birchang services and Stansted Road, so that could cause some delays later. In Ickleford, a reminder that on Bedford Road there's roadworks at Turnpike Lane, so that could cause some delays. And in Milton Keynes, it should be getting busy later on the Standing Way at the Kingston Roundabout where there's roadworks going on, but it does look quiet so far on the speed sensors. No reports of any problems on the motorways. On the train departure boards, the 6.34 train from Luton to Sutton is delayed. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16, it's Friday the 12th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. And a woman from Hartford has been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JDS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of there, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Sunrise Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459, etc, etc, etc. You know, just numbers and stuff, isn't it? Now, a Hartford woman says she's heartbroken after thieves helped themselves to flowers from her daughter's grave. Louise Walker's daughter, Bethany, uh, was only 12 when she died in 2008. Well, Ben Nye's got the details. What was taken from Bethany's grave, Ben? Well, Louise has placed potted flowers at her daughter's grave ever since 2008, occasionally kind of planting some to ensure that the grave is nice and tidy. These aren't kind of bunches of flowers. These are potted flowers that will stay there and live on. Um, Two weeks ago, she left two pots of flowers at the graveside, but when she returned a couple of days later, one of the pots had been taken. She couldn't believe it. She reported it immediately to uh, Hartford Town Council. They're the people responsible. They run the cemetery uh, to give the details, but was told it was the only report of a theft. Um, So, kind of, she carried on and was... Hang on, what does that mean? It's the only report of a theft, and so, yeah. So there's a report of a theft, and what's their problem? Well, that, that's it. They, they kind of said, "Look, we'll, we'll note it down. We haven't had any, any other reports. We'll just see what happens." Uh, I we think can't do anything. That, one one theft is not enough. Okay, I, I think that council. was well done. I think that was the idea, and so she kind of she went, "Okay, I can understand that," but was absolutely flabbergasted to go back and find that the second part that had been left at exactly the same time yep. had now also been taken. She says it's almost like someone realised they could get away with the first one and thought, "Well." I'll go back for more. Um, I would imagine that Louise is not particularly happy by this. Well, yeah, I'd say that's putting it mildly. Um, you'll speak to her a, a, a bit uh, a bit later yourself. Um, but I think she, I think we can all sympathise really that someone tampering with with anyone's grave is is kind of distasteful. But targeting a child's grave in this way seems particularly callous. Um, she's told me it's frustrating, uh, and clearly some people's morals are just non-existent. Um, what she's hoping is that by speaking out about it, it will shame the thieves into kind of thinking about their actions, regretting it, and, and hopefully stopping this happening to other families. And I think she kind of realises she probably won't get these flowers back. Um, so what she's actually doing now is planting the flowers physically in the ground mm. to make sure they, they just can't take them anymore. Uh, and uh, is anyth- anything more being done to stop this happening? Well, the, the town council are aware of the problem. Um, they said that, that they haven't had problems at the cemetery for a while. Um, and now that they know about the problem and where it's occurring, they say they'll be stepping up surveillance. Uh, we'll hear from them a bit later in the programme to tell us exactly how that'll mm-hmm. work. Um, and, and despite the not reporting it to the police. They're, they're actually aware as well, and they say that if anyone has information, they should call the police's non-emergency number 101. Thank you very much, Shaggy!
Morning, guys. So uh, we need someone who's got a pack of Uno cards to come and play Uno live on the radio. I've got mine. Have you got yours? It was kind of set as vague homework, so if you haven't, um, well, then shame on you if you have. And by the way, we, I think we can have pretty much an infinite number of players here. 08459 455 555. Next week, next week, this is going to be awesome, Catherine. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I phoned you up yesterday as I was thwacking away in my back garden. Yeah, so this is the, the phone call I got. <laughs> I said hello, and he said, guess what I'm playing. Yeah, I and was then in- there was a noise. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, uh. I was thwacking away in the back garden, just banging away. The house was empty, there was no one home, so I went in the back garden, I got my balls out, and I was banging away. And then I went and joined you in my yes, back garden you... and had a go on mine. So next week, uh, dear listener, on Monday's show, between six and seven, down the rabbit hole, we will be playing Swing, Swing Ball, Ball live on the radio, guys. Oh, yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains, there are delays of half an hour on Virgin Trains West Coast between Watford Junction and London Euston because of emergency services dealing with an incident there. It's also affecting London Midland trains between Harrow and Wilson and London Euston as well. On the London Underground, there are severe delays on the Hammersmith and City line. And on the roads on the A406 North Circular Road, queues are starting to build up in Neeston between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. And it's also looking a little bit busy at the moment on the speed sensors in High Wycombe on the A. 40 where the roadworks around at the roadworks on on the A40 the roadworks between the Stuart Road and Marlow Hill the cause and surrounding area to be quite busy is what I meant to say. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink Rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws, and a woman from Hertford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for winger Raheem Sterling. Liverpool value the England international, who has also been linked with Arsenal and Real Madrid, at around £50 million. Watford defender Juan Carlos Paredes started for Ecuador in their 2-0 defeat by Chile in the Copa America. Meanwhile, Hornets goalkeeper René Gilmartin has signed a new two-year deal at Vicarage Road. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League long jump win in five days in Oslo last night. The 28-year-old, who won last week in Birmingham, won with 8.25 metres in his third round leap. I've got three and a half weeks now to get training before our national trials, and then another three weeks, then the London Diamond League. So uh, I'm feeling confident. Hopefully I'll stay in one piece and uh, I can have a great run into the World Championships. And that's the last medal I've got to get to complete the set. I'm I'm aiming to win the World Championships this year, and, and that's what I'm going for. The inaugural European Games begin today with the opening ceremony in Azerbaijan. 16 Olympic sports will feature and there's some local interest as Jeff Doyle reports. Three British Olympic gold medalists feature. 
judo star Nicola Adams, Jade Jones in taekwondo and canoe sprinter Ed McKeever in a pretty low-profile Great Britain squad. Many top athletes have decided against incorporating the Games into their busy schedule, although there are still plenty of Rio hopefuls. Locally, Stevenage swimmer Martin Walton has made the journey after impressing at Hatfield Swimming Club. In shooting, High Wycombe's Abby Ling is there, as is Tim Neal, who uses the Nathamstead shooting ground near Royston. And England's cricketers play New Zealand at the Oval today in their second one-day international. It follows Tuesday's record-breaking win in their first game at Edgbaston. BBC Three. Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. Okay. <clears throat> C3 Counties Radio. Blimey. Look, Steve, what's going on there, mate? Got a cough. Steve? I'm here. Hello, hello. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Have you got a pack of Uno cards? I, I have at home, but I'm driving. Oh, oh Steve Lee. We're, we're looking for got... someone with some Uno cards. We're going to play Uno on the radio. It's only the second time this has ever happened. I've got some virtual ones. Can I play no, with mate, no. Because no. We, when we play this, we play it properly. We're not playing it with oh, made-up okay. cards, dude. 08459 455 555 if you want to join us for a game of Uno. What have you called in for, then, Stephen? I just phone, phone for a chat, really, Ian. Fair enough. Go, go on then. I guess a couple of things. Firstly, I um, watched a great program the other night that you narrated. That was quite good. What, did now which one was it? Was it the one um, where was it animals making you laugh out loud, or was it violent Russians beating the what whatsits out of each other? Ah, no, it was the first one. Oh, anim- don't animals make you laugh and, out loud, guys? And did you, um, LOL, Steve? I did, it was particularly good, actually. There's some funny, there's some funny stuff in there, it's do a you, funny show. Do you think it would have been funny without the fella talking all the way through it, or did you oh, like no, it? No, no, Ian makes it. Have a look at this cat from Russia. It thinks it's a dog, but watch as it tries to jump. Uh-oh, it didn't quite make it. Gosh, that's so good. I don't even need to see the dog doing it. Yeah, people, people say, say, Ian, why, did you, why do you narrate stuff like that? I say, because uh, it pays loads of money. Thanks very much indeed. Ka-ching. And also, dogs are funny, aren't it's they? It's funny. Dogs, are, dogs is funny. Dogs is funny, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the was it a orangutan that threw some stuff at some workers and then run run away. That was rather good. That was one of my. I, I filmed them all as well, by the way. They're all from yeah, my own I, personal I collection. That, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, you got around a bit. See, get 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 this, Steve. Boyle has never seen Spinal Tap. Nor have I. Oh, flipping it! I'm, I'm... We're in the same gang, Steve. Oh man, alive! Yeah. But uh, let me tell you something, Steve. By this time next week, I will have seen Spinal Tap. But hopefully, by this time tomorrow, you'll have seen Spinal Tap. A little little delivery is is coming your way. You oh. can't you can't not, Steve. Uh, but you're a geezer. I would have thought as a geezer, you would have seen Spinal Tap. Yeah, no, I don't think my cup of tea, to be honest. Oh, oh Stephen! No. All right. Anything Sorry. else before I cut you off? Uh, one other thing, if you want to phone in on what stupid people have been doing on the motorway, I've yeah. just seen two uh, lorry drivers swapping seats doing 60 around the M25. Swapping swapping what? Swapping seats. Feet? Seats. Seats. Drop in the driving position. Oh, really? I oh, like in the American movies. I always used to love that when they did that in American films. Yeah, you, you, you drive now. I used to love that. Not that we condone that with the BBC, but I bet it looked cool. Yeah. It's, um, did it, Steve, Steve, did anyone die? No. Not, not this, on this time. Occasion. Not on this occasion. Well, let, thank goodness for that, Stephen. We need someone with some Uno cards to call now, otherwise, Uno on the radio is going to be pretty flaccid. 
<laughs> I can't believe you've not seen Spinal Tap. No, no. Oh, but I've man. never been a 14-year-old boy. Good evening, Cleveland! <laughs> Which way's the stage? It's... But, but it goes up to 11. It's just genius. It's, it's genius. And then uh, The Waiting for Guffman as well, which was kind of the sequel, is, uh, is a joy. Well, I look forward to my education this Is Harry Shearer's in it? Right. Mr Burns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Derek Smalls. I think I've seen, like, YouTube clips that people put up and stuff, but I've never seen the whole thing. The bit with the, the, bit with the pods when they're on stage and they're coming out of the pods. No. <laughs> Don't spoil it for me. Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, God. I know what we can do. Let's do Stonehenge. <laughs> Stonehenge. Legends. <laughs> OK, you're just talking to yourself now. Oh. I'll I'm get not, it on Monday. I'm not. Oh, there's loads of phone calls and there's no Kelly Betts. I'll Quick, go, 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 go and go and get the phones because there's loads of phone calls. If you're ringing, keep ringing. Keep ringing. Never seen Stone. Hey, listen. There's a thing in the papers, right? Page 31 of the Sun. Um, Ouija boards. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ouija boards. Kids Ouija game fury. Amazon has sparked an unholy row by selling controversial Ouija boards aimed at kids as young as eight. You're going to hear me clattering on the computer because I'm going to bring up the Ouija boards on uh, on Amazon because, yes, they are indeed for sale. If you go to uh, uh, Ouija boards in uh, games... The Ouija board game is described as a classic spirit world game where players can ask dead people questions. Now, I used to have one of these 
when I was a kid. It was made by Waddingtons. We all know they don't. We all know they don't work, right? We all know you can't talk to dead people, yeah? OK, we've got that. Uh, answers supposedly come from spirits who move a piece of wood across letting spellers, uh, let, uh, across letters to spell out replies. One version of the game, made by uh, toy giant Hasbro, has bright pink packaging to appeal to girls. Well, if you go on Amazon and look at the reviews of this, it's got some brilliant five-star reviews. The best ones are the one-star reviews. Emma Hudson says... Whoever would let their kids buy this is mad. These things shouldn't be sold of places like this. Mr V Trekiokas says, Do not buy it. It is more than a game and can be lethal to your body and soul. Sarah Sewell says, Would never play around with these things. Why are people selling these? And I can't believe the age is 12 months and up. And um, uh, d don't even touch one. Uh, no, Amazon customer says don't even touch one. Hang on a second, we need... Uh, I don't know if I've still got this music here, yes. I know two lads who played with one of these. The shed they were playing in caught on fire by itself. I also knew a married couple who played with one of these. It brought poltergeists into her house, which picked up ornaments and smashed them on her walls. She was scared. They had to move house 10 miles away. They became Christians after that experience. These are dangerous and I would never touch one. They're evil. Keep away from them. Or it's just a bit of wood with letters on um, that, you know, is, is a bit of nonsense. I was brought up in the fear that it would be opening a gateway to hell. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, a very close family member of mine, reckon she and her sisters used to play it, and uh, they uh, unlocked the, uh, well, one of the uh, Munich air disaster victims from Manchester United apparently was pursuing the middle sister with quite some vigour. Um... <laughs> Well, when I used to do it, well, I used to go and sit in the woods, me and my uh, friends, uh, Malcolm Richmond, uh, and a couple of Polish friends, OK? And we'd sit there and we'd relax and we'd get the Ouija board out. And um, it was terrifying because um, nothing happened for a while until we got really relaxed. Yeah, there was some of that going. We were drinking. We were 15 years old and we were getting very drunk in the woods. And then it started to work. One of the lads, Richard Kukowski, well, he got quite scared because it started spelling Polish names. <laughs> of course it did. We asked Richard Kukowski to take his hand off the uh, planchette, the pointer. The writing stopped. <gasps> How can you explain that, guys? Never! Explain that! Tony's in Milton Keynes. Explain that, Tony. How do window cleaners contact the dead? Um, mm. with, their, with their spirit level. No, with their squeegees. Hey! Tony done a funny, Tony done a funny, da 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 da, da 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 da. Tony done a funny, Tony done a funny, da 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 da, da 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 da. Well done. I've got another topic for you, though. Oh, go on, Tones. You mentioned Spinal Tap and the famous bit about the volume going up to 11. Why don't you just make 10 louder? Right. Yeah, no, but these go up to no. 11. What? service do the BBC provide 
where the, you also can set the volume up to 11. What service do the BBC provide where you can also set the volume up to 11? Yeah. Thinking music. Um, 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 hang on a second, I've got to think where the thinking music is these and days. And I've been in touch with the engineer who designed the, uh, the website. And I know this because I... Oh no, hang on a second. Oh, blimey, hang on, hang on That's second. spooky thinking music. That's spooky thinking music. I, and I know this because it, it's done as a ju it's done as a reference to Spinal Tap, isn't That's it? Right. All right, hang yeah, on a second. Hang on. I know this. I read this. I'll give you a clue. Go give us a clue. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. It's a clue. Aye, aye. The eye player. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, stop the clock. Thank you very much. Well done, BBC. A, a rare display of humour. A rare display of humour that you've paid for, Tony. I realise that. Thank you very much indeed. Rabina Rosie. Hello. What you got for uh, us? You know cards. So, you know. Sorry? You know cards. You know cards. I know cards. Do you, you know, know cards? cards? Yeah, I know you know very well. I know we know cards, but do you know <laughs> Uno cards? <laughs> Have you got some Uno cards in your hand? Yes. Right, we're going to go to travel. During the travel, uh, Ribena Rosie, what's going to happen is... Yeah. We're going to... Seven cards each, OK? You yep. do yourself... Good shuffle. You do yourself seven cards. Catherine's going to deal us seven cards each and put a little pile in the middle. Put your pile in the middle. And then we'll play Uno live on the radio. Can you dig it? Yeah. Sweet. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains Virgin, trains West Coast have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of an incident, and it's also affecting London Midland services between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston as well with delays. On the London Underground, the Hammersmith and City Line have severe delays, and on the roads, the North Circular Road is looking very busy between the Clockhouse Interchange westbound towards New Southgate, and in Hitchin on Stevenage Road, reminded that some temporary traffic lights at Sunnyside Road by the Orange Tree Pub. They caused some long delays through Hitchin yesterday, so they might cause some problems again this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We're just dealing out our... Uh, how are you getting on with the dealing, Rosie? Um, OK. They're, they're quite hard to shuffle, these cards. No, no, they're, no, they're not. They're cards. No, these ones are really old and they smell of coconut. Right. Holiday, okay. you Hang know. on a second. You don't... What? I'm just you're, checking. No, you're not. You're doing it wrong. That's no, not a deal. It, I did it right. No, right. Hang on a second. Flipping it. When you deal cards, you don't put seven in one pile and no, seven no, in the I pile. Didn't. You go one, I one didn't. two, two, I didn't. three. You, I just no, saw you, no, mate. You mate, I just saw you. you Redeal. No, Redeal. Listen, you caught me at the end of the shuffle. Redeal. You caught me at the end of the deal, and I was just checking how many I'd already done for this Redeal. one. Redeal. Redeal. Oh, well, I do the heads. Sake. You take the fun We're out of this game. We're the BBC. You take the fun out of this game. Right, Rosie, could you button it, please? The life out of it. Rosie. Yes. Button it. Boyle? <laughs> Wait, what? Go, I'm try, I've got to do the news. Elizabeth? Yes, hello. Good uh, morning, Ian. Yeah, all right, calm down. I'm really sorry. We've got Rosie on the line. She's causing trouble. I think she's <laughs> had a bit to drink. <laughs> hey, Rosie's dad invented uh, Rosie's dad invented Ribena. That's my granddad. No way. It's, it's her granddad. Yeah, I sorry, love yeah. Ribena. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. need to thank her granddad. Ribena. Anyway, mm. Rosie, Elizabeth, really yeah. sorry. I've got to do the news, so maybe you two could have this chat off air. Fine. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine? What? Button it. Oh, you... Thank you very much indeed. Blimey. Now... Headlines, innit? There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. Is, weren't they, were they, is that that meeting about the trains? 
know different things. Well, where, when's that meeting about the trains? Is there a meeting? This week. Oh, blah. Right, hang on a minute. Right. I'm really sorry, Elizabeth. You've just thrown us all off Hello. our stroke. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm oh. Gonna, I'm, no, it's OK. What should I talk about? Thunderstorms. Well, hang Thunderstorms. on. Thunderstorms. Let me... Oh, let me... She's really winding me up Slide today. I know. You're not letting you. it show, right though. Right on my nerves. Let me... Let me do the jingle for you. OK, play the jingle. Rosie! Yeah? Stop... Just stop winding me up. <laughs> I bet Rosie does the weather and I talk about her Ibina. Oh, flipping heck! <laughs> <laughs> Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do the weather then. Now, we've got a Met Office warning out for some thunderstorms for today. Now, I wouldn't rule out one or two showers popping up here and there through the course of the day, but we are most likely to catch one across the three counties as we head into the late afternoon and the first part of the evening. And that is because it's going to be so warm today. We could even be looking at the warmest day of the year so far if we get up to 27 Celsius. And that is a possibility depending on how much sunshine we get. It's going to feel muggy, humid, warm. There will be some sunshine around at times through the course of the morning and a lot of dry weather too and it's later on when we'll see the bulk of those thunderstorms develop. Um, until then, you know, it should be mostly dry. We've got very high pollen levels as well today. Now the thunderstorms that will pop up through the late afternoon and they tend to become a bit more organised through the evening and particularly through the evening rush hour so watch out for tricky driving conditions, heavy, heavy downpours and uh, some thunder, lightning, hail, the lot really. Um, this band of uh, thundery rain is then going to push its way off up northwards through the course of the night. It's a very wet night to follow but a mild one. As we head into tomorrow, probably likely to see some cloud around through the morning but things gradually brightening up. Feeling cooler though on Saturday 20, 21 degrees Celsius some sunny spells through the afternoon but Sunday is looking a bit rotten a bit dismal because that front is coming back down south and that's going to give us some cloud, possibly a few outbreaks of drizzle and it will all be feeling cooler into next week so a big boo from me. That's the forecast. Right, get right. tense. Let's get in tense, Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have seven cards in front of you? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Right, this is only the second time I've ever played this game. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Not that I've got any of these. So you're on standby, Kelly, to, to step in if Catherine muffs this up, OK? OK. Great to have you back, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, not that I've got any of these, more than one, or, or even one of these, right? What's the um, the the twisty arrow thing? Reverse. Right. Reverse. So, so it's going to go me, Rosie, Catherine. Yeah, and me. then if I want to switch it, if I had one of these, I could yes, go back to Rosie. Yes, you would. Right, OK, okay. right. Yeah. We're going to turn the card... I'm going to go first. We're going to turn the card over from the pile. It's a red... Oh, red zero. So... Rosie. No, it's okay. my turn, mate. Oh. I'm putting down... That. Sorry, Rosie, you've got to miss a go, mate. Okay. Oh, thanks. Cheers. You're welcome. And by the way, we're trusting you not to cheat, okay? You've put a red no entry sign wow. up, by the way, Rosie. You've okay. got to tell her because this is a radio. I she just told her it. she's got to miss a go. You said you skipped me, yeah. I've skipped you. Right. Your chance to be a fine thing. Hey, what? Steady! So, right, okay. Yes. I, I'm going to put down this a red three. Okay, so I can put down a red or a three. I'm really sorry, Rosie. I'm going to reverse it. Oh. Yeah. Catherine's go. I'm going to pun, okay. I'm going to pun Rosie. I should have cheated. So I'm no, gonna... you shouldn't have cheated. <laughs> well, it wouldn't so, have done me any good. So, shush, everyone. I'm sorry. concentrating. This okay. is hard. Right, red four. Red four. So it's a four or a red one, Rosie. Your turn. Oh. Hmm. Um, Can you draw go? Draw two. Sorry? Draw two. She's draw- 
But no, why are you drawing two? No, you've got to draw two. I put a red oh, draw two up down. yours! Right, OK, I'm going to draw two. OK, right, fine. Catherine, you'll go. I've drawn two. And actually, they're really good ones, so I'm glad you did that, actually. So, thanks. <laughs> I tell you what, why... why, why Should we doing... put some, um, um, you, know, you know music on? Hang on, I've got some, uh, I've got some you know music somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> I've got some you know music. You, you, you do your go, Catherine. I'm, I'm going to do my go. I'm going to do it all over this table. Oh, steady on, mate. Red five. Right, whose go is it? <laughs> I don't know now. It's your it go. First, I thought. It's your go. It's yeah, me. Yours. Red five, did you say? Yeah, red five. Oh dear. Draw four. Aww. I don't believe you. I actually don't believe you, mate. Well, I'm, I'm saying I, I have two yellows, two blues, and a green. Well, don't tell. Well, she's just told us what she's got now. <laughs> have I really got a draw of four? You're being honest. I promise. Yeah, this this three. is a game based on trust, mate. Two. Yeah. Three. Four. Oh, I'm glad I drew those four because they're excellent. Oh, that's good. Turn it around so I can get a lot of money when I go out. Then right. It? How many cards have you got? Five. One, two, three. How many have you got, Kath? Four. I've got eleven. <laughs> it's the person who gets rid of all the cards first is the winner. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, I can't match any of this, so I'm going to take a card. That's draw one. Yeah. And if you, if you could, if the card you draw can go down, you can put it down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can. It's a it's a red one. Red one, Rosie. Red one. No, you haven't got any reds. You've just no, told I us you did. No, I can't draw go. I can't go. I'm going to pick one up, and it's a wild card. Oh, so you can do anything you want. Well, yeah, I can just change the colour then. No, all right, mate. Calm um, down. Yellow. Yellow. Oh. I put down a yellow five. Catherine, you'll go. Beat that. You listen to BBC Three Counties Radio, home of Uno to, on the radio. I'm going to have to draw one. Yep. Aye. One, two, That's three. That's I can't five. go. Can't go. Okay, you, great. So it's a, re a yellow five, Rosie. Can you right, go? Reverse. You, you're reversing yellow it. Yellow reverse. Your turn, Catherine. Oh, man, I've got to take another one. Otherwise. You could put a reverse on a reverse. But I haven't got a yellow. But you can put a reverse on a reverse. reverse. Oh, can I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have some of that then. Reverse. Right, so it's a green reverse. You'll go. Me again? Yes. Reverse again, Oh, Luke. for crying out loud with him. Why don't you go and get a room and just kiss each other all over? <laughs> I'm filming. I'm filming. Rosie? Blue. Reverse. Oh, for, it's a blue reverse. <laughs> a zero. Blue zero. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Catherine. It's a blue miss-a-go. Have that. How Do many has she got left, Ian? Three. All right, OK. You, you'll go, Rosie. It's a blue miss-a-go. Right. OK. Um, no, I can't go. So pick a card, mate. Yeah, I did. I can't go. Right, OK, well, OK, fine. Right, well, I'm going to put down a red eight. Uh, blue eight, sorry, blue eight. You'll go, Yeah, because I've got a red eight. Oi! Boom. Red eight, uh, Rosie, red eight. No, I can't go. Pick a card, mate. <laughs> no, That's a cocky-lucky now, are you? Oh, yeah, my granddad invented Ribena. Yeah, well, he didn't help you with this, did it? <laughs> uh, he'd be terribly embarrassed of you, he would. A red, a red five, that is. Mm, damn it, I haven't got one. So pick up a card, then. I have. OK. And I've got a six. Red, red six, Rosie. OK. Red, red nine. Red nine at night. Shepherds have a fight. It's a red three. Catherine, you'll go. No, I'm going to have to take one. Of course you are. You're always doing that. Right. Red three, Rosie, you'll go. Seven. Red, red seven. OK, beautiful. I'm straight down with a green seven. Mm, interesting. I've got a green one. I know you have, but what green card four. are you going to put down? <laughs> <laughs> what did you put down, Rosie, my love? Green four. OK, I'm going to put down a green five. Now we're moving. I've got... mm, I don't have any greens. I'm going to have to take a card. Yep, yep, yep. Mm, I took a card. It's not helpful. Rosie? Yeah, same here. <laughs> Rosie? OK, so, OK, well, I'm going to put down a green nine. Let's stop the clock. Oh. Let's go over to our half-time commentator, Kelly Betts, for a review of what's happened so far. <laughs> um, so far, the radio's been really boring. Excellent. <laughs> Catherine, you'll go. It's a green nine. I can't, so I'm going to take one. OK. 
Green nine, Rosie. Um, yellow nine. I put down a yellow one. All right, I can put down a yellow six. Yellow six, Rosie. Yellow reverse. Oh! Oh, (laughs) yellow miss a turn. Oh, up yours. You'll go, Rosie. (laughs) So yellow miss a turn is down. It's your go. Oh, um, yellow two, Uno. Oh, I've got a yellow two, Uno. Oi! Red two, out! Uh, Excuse me, mate, it's my go. Oh, poo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't get a card, I can't go. So I pick up a card! Boom shakalakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalakalaka, boom. Catherine, would you verify what Rosie has to do? You've got to pick up four. You've got to pick up four and kiss my chuddies. (laughs) Boom shakalakalaka, boom shakalakalaka, boom shakalakalaka, boom. Oh, I'm really really glad I picked them up because they're really good. I change it to a green. You'll go, Catherine. You can't go. I can't, so I'm taking... Oh, but yes, I can. Oh, green six. Uno! Oh, well done. Ooh. Green three. Uno! Oh, no! You'll go. Um, green five. Yep, yep, yep. Go on, Catherine. Got to take one. And it's green one. Uno! Hey, Jude! Other people in the house! Nah. What number? Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Green one, green one. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, Jude. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other ladies! La, 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 la. Oh, no. All the ladies. La, la, la. Only me singing. What does that tell you? That means you've got your name? No. My go. What's, just remind me what the card is down there, Catherine. It's, it's a green one. It's a green one. Oh, this game. This game. What? Sorry, what card's down there? A green one. Oh, no. Kiss much. And a blue one. Oh. Yeah, I won the oh, game. I no. won the game. Okay, best of three. I won <laughs> the game. Rosie, a kiss this. I got Have this. Do you know what you have to do now, have Rosie? This. You have to remove an have item this. of clothing. Have <laughs> this. Have this. Oh Sit on this. And kiss this. And take this. And kiss this. This is yours. You can have this for your own to keep forever. Oh, Rosie, mate, I'm so sorry. I absolutely thrashed you there. You know what I really love about this? Yeah. Ian is such a magnanimous winner. He hasn't just done a pelvic dance in everyone's direction. Yeah, I know, I can see it. Rosie, have you got swing ball? Yes. Speak to you on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-ta! Oh, dearie, dear. That was fun, wasn't it, for us? It was fun for us, guys. And let's be honest, it was better than the music that was being played up until six o'clock, so... Yes. Oh, Catherine, what does it feel like to be a loser? Well, it's new for me, so... (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the trains. Virgin Trains West Coast have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and London Euston, and it's also affecting London Midlands services between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston as well. On the London Underground, the Hammersmith and City line has severe delays, and in Borehamwood on the A1, there are queues southbound between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. In Bedford on the A6, that's looking a little busy now on the speed sensors through the roadworks at Clapham Road, and that could cause some delays through as it starts to get busier this morning. Samantha Brown. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Thank you, Rosie. 
Thank you, Catherine. And thank you, you know cards. Why did she call it you know? <laughs> you know. You know. I mean, Monday, swing ball on the radio, guys. Yeah, Winner stays happening. on. That's Winner happening. stays on. Uh, coming up, we'll speak to Shaggy in a bit. He's taken, um, well, not literally taken Ouija boards to the street, but the concept of them. Let's see what the people of Luton think. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services. Bedfordshire campaigners welcome forced marriage sentencing and Hertfordshire woman's anger at thefts from daughter's grave. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire this morning. Rail regulators say Network Rail is offering poor punctuality and reliability on some of the busiest commuter routes, including Thameslink. But there is praise for the East Coast service, as Richard Westcott reports. Network Rail is spending £24 billion over five years on a whole host of projects designed to make more trains run on time and to ease overcrowding. But this report from the regulator, the ORR, says that one year in, the timetable for improvements is slipping and some costs are going up. There is some praise in the report, especially for the way Network Rail has improved punctuality on the East Coast Main Line from London to Edinburgh. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. The 34-year-old was jailed for 16 years after admitting making a 25-year-old woman marry him under duress last year. More from Tony Fisher. The man, who can't be identified for legal reasons, also pleaded guilty to charges of rape, bigamy and voyeurism at a court in Wales. Luton campaigner on forced marriage, Dr Nazia Kanoom, says the sentence will send out a strong message. And Kuljit Lally, who's a solicitor in Luton, who deals with cases of forced marriage, says this now shows that the new law is not just a piece of paper. A new investigation into the German wing's air disaster in March is to be opened in France. It follows confirmation that several doctors who treated the co-pilot, Andreas Lubitz, who deliberately crashed the plane into the French Alps, had judged him unfit to fly. But doctors failed to tell his employers because of Germany's strict patient confidentiality laws. Police have arrested a 30-year-old man from High Wycombe on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. It follows a collision in the town on May the 4th involving two cars and a lorry. A passenger in one of the cars, a 27-year-old man from High Wycombe, died later in hospital. A woman from Hartford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Louise Walker hopes to shame the thieves into stopping after they targeted her daughter Bethany's grave in the North Road Cemetery. They were both sort of planters that had been planted up with full of flowers, etc. Um, and they've been taken and really whoever's taken it just hasn't got any morals to take a, a, an item like that off of the grave. Um, let known a child's grave is just despicable. The funeral of the former Liberal Democrat leader Charles Kennedy will take place today near his home outside Fort William in the Scottish Highlands. Hundreds of people are expected to gather in the small church where he and his family were parishioners. In sport, Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for England winger Raheem Sterling and Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League long jump win in five days in Oslo last night. The weather warm and sunny but with heavy and thundery showers later this afternoon. A maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
Thank you, Simon. In the new place, um, when Simon comes in to do the bulletins, he, he's going to come into my studio. Right, the way it works now is he's upstairs in a tiny little box. Really weird little box. In the new place, he's going to come into my studio and do it. I've issued strict instructions. Number one, no eye contact, please. Number two, no trousers, please. <laughs> Number three, no limits, please. It really is going to be... Um, it's going to be sexy news. It's going to be sexy news, is what I've decided. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm really glad you're making Simon abide by the rules that you've been imposing on us for so long. <laughs> exactly. It's about time, Oxley. You want to be part of this gang, you've got to get those trousers off. <laughs> have we got any Texas? Yeah, we have. Morning. Um, we've got one here from Math. Sure, I'm sure it's loads of people saying, hey, I really loved that, you know, on the on the radio thing. More, more card games on there, So please. far, they're all speechless. I think they're all trying to <laughs> rummage around finding their packs. Speechless or not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Math in Hanslope says, I find it disturbing that people can be named on suspicion of certain crimes, but a convicted rapist and bigamist who forced a woman to oh, marry yeah. Him, can remain anonymous. Well, the reason is because he married her, so it would be identifying the victim, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm guessing that that's the reason why they've withheld his name. Yes, man, yes, yes, yes. Um, And Jill says, ask Scoins about having a gun pulled on him yesterday. Oh, this was... Can we get Scoins on? Yeah, we should. Let's not... Did you hear the story? Yes. Let, oh, man, alive. Paul Scoins, um, uh, my co-founder of Hashtag Project Dark. What is that? It's none of your business. Oh. Um, he was... Get him, let's get him on. Okay. He, he was involved in... He had a gun pulled on him. True story, no joke. Incredible scenes. Uh, we'll speak to Scoins a bit later on. 08459 455555 81333. Start your text 3CR. Now, oh, just uh, you heard uh, Catherine reading a text about this. Campaigners are welcoming the country's first conviction under new laws against forced marriage. A 34-year-old man has been jailed for 16 years after admitting threatening to kill a woman and her family if she didn't marry him. He also pleaded guilty to charges of rape, bigamy and voyeurism at a court in Cardiff. Well, Dr Nazia Kanum from Luton is a researcher, activist and campaigner on forced marriage and violence against women. Good morning, uh, Doctor. How uh, important is this sentence? Uh, good morning to you. I think it's very important. It's going to send a very strong message to people who are perpetrators of forced marriage, obviously. Uh, but if you ask me um, about this case, it's a very untypical case because normally we hear about families forcing young girls or boys into marriage. But this man is not really a family member. So this is, in that sense, it's, it's very, very unusual. This is what I thought, because when we've discussed forced marriage before, you're right, it's, it's quite often it's the parents of, yes. of young women or young girls uh, that are forcing them to marry, generally by uh, taking them to another country. When they get there, they find out they're going to get married, isn't it? So this, yeah, is, this is very different, isn't it? It is very different. That's why it's very interesting, too, that, uh, you know... But have a, have a look at the age of the, the young lady. She's 25 years old, so slightly more mature. Mm. than most of these victims that we normally see because 33% victims are uh, between 18 to 21 years and 25% victims are between 16 and 17 and 15% are below 16 years. Mm. But 25 is 15% still are between 20 and 25. It's not um, uh, absolutely negligible in that sense. But... 
because of that maturity, 25, you know, she had the courage to come out and do something about it. But imagine if you are below 16, how would you really do this? I mean, it's almost impossible for those girls to have the courage to come and yeah. report. And if it's your mum and dad as well, which it so often is. Which is absolutely, which is even more sort of uh, problematic for them. But this one, uh, I was absolutely amazed that this is happening now on our soil in this country in 21st century. Oh my goodness, I mean, in Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, Africa, and all other countries, because there are many other countries where it happens. I can understand that um, in a rural area, quietly these things are happening. But here... Nazia, how long has this um, this law been in place? It's quite a new law, isn't it, about forced marriage? Old, just a year old. A year, well, you say just a year old. Uh, uh, this is the first um, yes, sentencing, isn't it? It's, well, yeah. Yeah, this is the first, and it's very exciting to me to see this because we are going to discuss it among various groups, obviously, mm. and professionals will discuss it as well. And don't forget that uh, during summer months, when children are going to be on school holiday, uh, they are vulnerable, and parents will take them to all kinds of countries of origin, and probably some of these things will happen by the parents, not by outsiders. So um, I think all these educational institutions should be um, on alert, really, that they should really look at um, what kind of um, risks the children are at and what might happen to them. But a 25-year-old being raped and bullied and gagged, and my goodness, Mm. this is... Oh, it's hideous. It's absolutely hideous. Oh, yeah. One conviction in a year, though, Nazia. Are you happy with that? I never And it's atypical as well, isn't it? It's an atypical case. So should we be... um, I'm trying to, how am I trying to phrase this? It doesn't sound like a lot of convictions, considering we know this goes on a bit, quite a bit. We, we can't expect a lot of conviction um, under these kind of very sensitive uh, situations because it always involves family members. Yeah. And that's why the reporting would be very few. I knew that. But the protection, still there is this protection order one can issue, uh, which doesn't mean that um, that the parents will be prosecuted. But if they breach any order, protection order, then, of course, I mean, they will be uh, in prison for five years. And if it is more than that, if it is uh, it is a criminal offence now, they will be in prison for seven years. But the point is, this guy has actually done quite a lot of other things. Yes, oh, he's a thoroughly unpleasant yeah, yeah. chap, That's isn't he? Yeah, yeah, by 16 years. Many people may, may be confused by this, that why 16 years? But you... if they read about what kind of elements of yeah. personality there are... Oh, there was loads of stuff. I, I don't, we don't particularly need to go into details, but he, he, he was thoroughly unpleasant. Is there um, uh, enough support for young girls, 13, 14, 15, 16? that this is happening to, for them to report this? I mean, where are they supposed to go? The police? Their teachers? Who, who are they supposed to tell? Normally they go to their peers, which is the usual thing, but the teachers are alert these days, so if they see that somebody's, um, somebody's being threatened, the performance, educational performance is taking a nosedive and all that, suddenly self-harm has started and all kinds of signals and warning signs are there. They will be alert and they will actually uh, inform the forced marriage unit for advice if they want just the advice at this stage. And forced marriage unit of the government uh, will be able to give them the right kind of advice and even refer the case to the police if the risk is high. Mm. Um, And Locally, of course, there are services as well, but I think the the teachers uh, play a very significant role because these are young people we're talking about mainly. 
Uh, and there are safeguarding uh, regulations and safeguarding officers at every uh, institution, educational institution, schools, colleges, universities, and so on. And they will have the responsibility to, to protect um, the young people who are at risk, and also adults, because uh, safeguarding is for adults as well. And this young lady, 25 years old, uh, belong to this adult group, and safeguarding uh, or protection law will apply to her for under safeguarding uh, of the adults. Mm. Uh, Dr Nazia Khanim, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. She's uh, from Luton, researcher, activist and campaigner on forced marriage. 08459 455555. This is Ian Lee. In it, BBC Three Counties Radio. It, I mean, in it, really. Uh, Ribena Rosie has just, by the way, if you've just uh, tuned in, you've missed Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to tell you what we did Down the Rabbit Hole today. I'm going to tell you what we did. We don't normally. We played Uno on the radio. Ribena Rosie has just tweeted her hand, her Uno When are your cards from, Rosie? Are they from, like, the 1950s? I've never seen anything like it. It's the oldest design in the world. Monday. Monday, guys. Swing ball on the radio. <laughs> yeah. We need two people. Two people with swing ball sets to uh, come and join us. Now, Ouija boards. Ever used a Ouija board? I used to have one as a kid. Guess what? It's rubbish. Why? Because you can't talk to... Who's on Fader 1, sorry? Uh, who, 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 who? Muneer. Oh, Muneer's on Fader 1. Morning, Muneer. Hey, morning. Morning, Muneer. What have you got for us? Uh, well, you guys were talking about Ouija boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're for sale on Amazon. Yeah, yeah they've always been on, for sale on Amazon. I used to uh, I used to have one made by Waddington's, the toy oh, wow. manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, there there is a toy. Yeah, there's a toy from the 70s. Well, it's I think it's from the I think it's from even older than that. Do, uh, do you have a Ouija board? No, I don't, but I recently read an interesting fact about how they were named. Um go on. Do you, you want to guess how where the name Ouija board comes from? Uh, let, do I want to guess? Yes, yes. Let me guess. Um uh, yes, yes. Uh, no, I can't work it out. They, uh, they asked the board. Hey! Money down a funny, money down a funny, na 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 Money down a funny, money down a funny, na 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 Well done. Well done, Money. They honestly asked the board. They... Man it on a funny, man it on a funny, da 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 Man it on a funny, man it on a funny, na 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 Ah, nice. Thanks, man No problem. Ta-ta. He didn't mean it, did he? I don't know what... Just a little joke. It's just about this big. Um... Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, uh, uh, guys, you know, uh, I'm glad Justin's not here because he would he'd probably refuse to even come on the air and discuss he this. He won't even say the words no. because it would open the gateway to hell. Exactly. Come on, guys. We all know that Ouija boards are they're, they're a bit of nonsense. Uh, uh, we had one that was passed around at school and um, it didn't work because you can't talk to dead people. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25, it's building up anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1 has queues southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. And it's also busy now on the A10 and Chestnut southbound from the Cambridge Road towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. There are still problems on the trains. Virgin Trains West Coast have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and London Euston. It's also affecting London Midland between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Seven fifteen. It's Friday, the twelfth of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. A woman from Hertford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. And BBC Three. County's radio presenter Ian Lee and political correspondent Paul Scoynes are getting very excited about hashtag Project Dark. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online, digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. It's one of them shows where we're going to jump around and it's going to appear a little bit clunky and that's just the way it works sometimes. So apologies to anyone who... uh, you know, kind of thinks one conversation uh, wending its way into another is a little bit insensitive. It's just the way it is sometimes. That's just the news agenda. And this story is very, very sad. A woman from Hartford has been left heartbroken after flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Well, Louise Walker is the woman in question. Good morning, Louise. Morning. It's your daughter Bethany's grave, isn't it? Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about Bethany. What was she like? Oh, she was a lovely girl. She was um, funny, sporty, um, just just a really beautiful girl who sadly um, got a brain tumour when she was just 12, um, well, 11 years old. Mm. Um, and despite sort of a lot of treatment, never complaining once, you know, six, six months of chemotherapy, six operations, um, radiotherapy for six weeks. Unfortunately, she um, passed away in 2008. I'm really sorry to hear that. Aren't young people amazingly resilient oh. when it comes to... I, I did a yes. little bit of volunteer work at Great Ormond Street for a couple of years. Yeah, and that's where she was treated, actually, well, Great Ormond Street. And what an amazing place for her to be it in. It is amazing, um, yeah. And the young people there, God, oh, didn't it make you think? They, yes. just, they just take it. Yes. They just take it. Yeah, just get on with it. And all she wanted to ever do was get back to school and be with her friends mm. and be normal again, you know, and and you know, she just as I say, she never complained once through that, that sort of almost year it was. Um and, you know, brain tumors are sort of one of those sort of things that aren't sort of like wide, widely sort of um, funded and things mm. like that. So I must admit we have done a lot of fundraising um over the years 
um, since she passed away and thanks to sort of family and friends who've done done things for us yeah. as well. We've raised over £60,000. Hey, that's so. a legacy, isn't it? Blimey. Yes, oh, yes. well, well done. Well, well yes. done. And I'm really sorry for your loss. She sounds like she was a character. She was, yeah. Um... So this, uh, this every grave is important to every mum and dad. Of course it is. Um, you go and visit the grave every week, is that right? Yes, yeah, at least once a week. Um, we go up there and um, you know take fresh flowers up there, take pots up there. You know, water it. Just generally tidy it up, and we, you know, we go up there at least once a week. So what's hap- What's been going on? What's happened? Well, I mean, so obviously this. You know, um, we've been going up there for six, seven years now. Um, and we've, and it is a lovely, a lovely cemetery. We've never had any problems in the past at all. But about sort of three weeks ago now, I think it was, we took um, three different sort of planters up there. The items that we'd, you know, where, where people have brought planters in in the past, we yeah. just, you know, we take them back, we replant them up, and and, and then take them back up there. And we did that. Um, and within two or three days, we, when we went back up there, um, in fact, my husband went back up there. Um, one of them had been taken or had gone from the grave. Mm. Looked round, etc., and wasn't there. We did contact um, Hoptown Council, who look after the cemetery, um, just to inform them because I wanted them to be aware that it had gone. Because yeah. obviously, I didn't want them to. You know, obviously, if people don't tell them of things, um, then they're not going to know that there's a problem. Um, and, and, you know, the lady said, well, she hadn't had any reports recently, maybe some cut flowers, but that was all. Um, obviously left it at that. And then um, then a few days ago, went, or sorry, last week it was, went back up there and, and, and another one of those um, planters had been taken. It was a really nice ceramic blue planter that my, my parents had originally brought um, with, with plants in and then I've replanted. Um, Can you describe it, Louise, just in case the, yeah. there might be a mum or a gran or a, a husband or someone that's listening, and, and you know, and, and one of these has yeah. turned up as a gift? Well, the first one was a was like a lilac, a bucket, metal bucket style um, plant with the word flowers written across. Okay, across so that's the quite distinctive, yeah. So that's quite distinctive. Distinctive. The second one was a blue, uh, a, quite, a, quite a royal blue ceramic um, planter, you know, quite glazed, mm. and it was a long. A, you know, a long um, plant, sort of not particularly deep, but but long. Yeah. Um, and I planted that one up. I think I planted up with busy lizards, and I think the other one I planted up with some petunias and some verbena and and those sorts of bits. In fact, they were in the purpley sort of same similar purpley yeah. to the to the actual bucket um, or the actual planter. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, if somebody has been given these as as presents, I just wanted to sort of really get out there that, you know, to try not shame the person, but, you know, to stop them from doing it again because of... It's just, you know, to take things off a grave just isn't right, you know, it's just... I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. No, somebody's got no morals to take something off of a, you know, a grave, a child's grave especially, but anybody's grave, you know, it's just... It's, it is just wrong. When you found out, when your, your husband came home and said, well, I've just been to see Bethany and you'll never guess what, well, uh, how did that make you feel? Well, actually, he rung me from there. Right, OK. Because he, he was sort of so annoyed, upset about it. And I said, well, look, before I... Before we check, uh, you know, do anything, I said I would just like ring my my mum to check she hasn't taken it because it, need, it it didn't look very good or something had happened to it, and so I rang my mum up and she was like, no, no, they hadn't taken it, and um, you know, to replant it or anything like that, and I was just, I think it was just disbelief. I just like I can't believe that somebody would have taken it, and same so when I then went up there and the second one, 
had gone. I was just, I was upset, you know, mm. it's just, you know, we, we like it to look beautiful. We like it to look pretty up there. You know, we like it to be colourful. Um, and, you know, and it, you know, with those two taken off and sort of, you know, bits falling off the trees and things like that, you just think, oh, it doesn't look nice now. So we sort of, you know, this weekend we went up there and we, we sort of plant, we good, gave it a good tidy up and we planted mm, plants straight into the soil because we thought, well, if people are going to take things, the pots away, let's put things into the soil. Isn't that sad, though, that you feel that you can't leave something like that there? I know, I know. And I have heard other people say to me, um, you know, they're not necessarily from that um, cemetery. Um, I've had, you know, cut flowers taken as well in the past. Oh, we had, um, we had a story uh, maybe about a month or six weeks ago of a fella who's... Um, I'm going to get this wrong. It was either his, his wife or his mum's grave. I think it mm. may have been his mum's. And um, th- they caught someone nicking the flowers that they were putting there. And it was it was like an older woman that was doing it. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah taking, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's, you know, a bunch of flowers is OK. It's not overly expensive. So if they're that desperate, they can go and buy some or cut some from somewhere, you know, but yeah. not take them off of the grave. It's just, it's just wrong. It's... You know, you do wonder where people's morals have gone these days. Would you let us know, uh, you know, if anything... Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping this is the end of it, but if anything else does go, would you yeah. let us know, please, yes, Louise? I will do, I will do, definitely. And, and um, yeah. As I say, this is a new thing for us. You know, it's a, it is a nice cemetery. Yeah. Um, and obviously I have made Hartford Town Council aware. I'm hoping that... You know they will sort of just step up a bit of surveillance. Yeah, they they, they I mean they've they've said that haven't they that they're gonna they're gonna kind of yeah. keep an eye on it a bit more. Yeah, and there is groundsmen up there quite regularly, so you know hopefully they're keeping an eye out. On Some as people, well. eh? Don't they? Don't make you think. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Louise, listen. It sounds like you you know you're, you're doing a great job uh, looking after uh, you know where Bethany is anyway. So um, I'm really sorry this has, has tainted. And fingers crossed that's it. And and, and the yes, idiot realizes they've done something really stupid and doesn't do it again. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. All right, well, listen, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's Louise Walker. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, blimey. If you're going to nick flowers, that there, I mean, I'm not encouraging anyone to nick flowers, but there are plenty of places you could nick flowers from that aren't from a kiddie's grave. Horrible. You know, there's petrol... I'm not giving you... There's petrol station. You know, there's loads of... If you're going to nick flowers, why would you do it from there? Oh, dearie, dearie me. Well, didn't she sound like a, um, a remarkable mum? Well done, well done, Louise, and uh, thank you for that. <sighs> Have we got any uh, texts Texas, that, we, that are appropriate to read off the back of that, yeah. if you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, from Nick and Hitchin. Uh, a very sad story about theft from the cemetery. I've had stuff stolen, so if I take a nice pot up now, I write stolen from Hitchin Cemetery on the bottom. <laughs> <of the marker>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's one way around it. She says you can't see it while it's on the grave, but if the pots turn up at a car boot sale, people oh. will know. That's... Oh, I fancy having to think like that. <laughs> That's but that's genius. cunning. That is genius. Oh, I like that. Who'd have thought that story would have made me laugh? There I know. We go. Gosh, actually, that is a really good shout. Um, we've also got this one, Jill. I'm afraid it's a hangover text from yesterday. Yeah, go on. Couldn't call yesterday as I was driving, but seeing celebrities eating. Okay, yeah, go on. Well, and yeah, you'll be hearing this later on in the day. Uh, I saw Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell eating a pork dish in a beachside resort in Skiathos. Yeah, they got, like Greece. Don't they've they? got a house in Skiathos. They've got a house in Skiathos. So has my um, um, friends of the family. They've got a house in Skiathos. And um, uh, they were were telling us how they'd um, invited this this couple over. Who was the couple? Goldie and, and Kurt. Goldie and Kurt. What? Oh, Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell. Oh my! Oh my I words! Mean, g- hang on, Goldie and Kurt. What? There is only one Goldie and exactly. Kurt. Exactly. They'd invited them over. Yeah, Skiathos. Yeah, it's nice. There. Nice. 
posh there. I bet she's got really spangly flip-flops. Yeah, I bet she has. Uh, Christopher Lee's died. No. I mean, let's be honest, he's 93 years old. He, couldn't, he, he, he was trying to cling on forever. He died on Sunday and they kept it a secret till yesterday. Well, good for them. I, I like Big Chris. He yeah. was nice. A, we all know the story that I was with Christopher Lee the first time he ever drank Pepsi-Cola. He wanted, he wanted Coke. There was no Coke. Someone said, don't worry, Chris, here's some Pepsi. He looked at the, what is this Pepsi-Cola? I went, Chris, it's just like Coke, honestly. And he drank it and went, hmm, this is delicious. Never had it before. He also... Um, you can't call Dracula Chris. Big Chris, it's Chris. It takes the edge off. It's Chris. He didn't like talking about Dracula. He liked talking about, um, which one was it? I think it was Police Academy 5, Mission to Moscow. He was always talking, I spent three months with him. He was always talking about Police Academy 5. I was, of course, the first ever Western actor to deliver a speech entirely in Russian in Red Square in Moscow. All right, Chris. In Police Academy. Yeah, in Police Academy. <laughs> he was always talking about that. He was always talking about um, Scaramanga in uh, James Bond. Three nipples. It's called uh, Bo- Bond Island. Of course, to be accurate, it should be called Scaramanga. Island. All right, Chris, yeah, calm down. Dracula. <laughs> to, uh, you ask him a question about Dracula, he would walk away. He also, he also, um, one of my most disappointing... I must dig out my picture of me with him. Um, one of my most disappointing, and yet afterwards I thought, actually, what's one of the coolest things ever. I, when he dies, I'll be able to tell this story. So we're in Karachi. It's flipping hot. I was playing his double, and I had to wear his clothes. I had to swap clothes with him. Um, and I had to go onto his wardrobe bus... Uh, it was just him, and he's in a pair of blue pants, blue Y fronts, nothing else. I said, Chris, I've got, a, um, I've, I've come for your costume, and he was furious, right? Furious, not with me, but with the whole thing. And he gave me the biggest rollicking of my life. Why? Because he wouldn't take his pants off. No, because I didn't need his pants. But he's, it was, he thought it was disgusting, and rightfully so that there was only one set of clothes, and we oh, had to yeah. share them. Rightfully so. It's low budget film, uh, and he was. Uh, Outraged, and he was just shouting at me on the bus. And I was genuinely upset because I really liked him. He was a nice guy. And I was genuinely upset. Then as I walked off, I thought, actually, that's probably the coolest thing that's ever going to happen. Did the pants not take the edge off? (laughs) It was was Dracula in his blue pants having a go at me on a bus in Pakistan. That man is the reason why I I really do snuggle up in bed now. Because I used to always keep my neck covered just in case. Those films scared me. They scared me silly and they're ridiculous, aren't they? They are ridiculous. He was a funny man, Chris. He was a grumpy man and he was um, every right to be grumpy, you know, particularly on that gig because he was getting treated like um, a piece of mutton. 08459 455555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and the M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. There are also delays on the A414 at Park Street on the North Orbital Road at the Park Street roundabout and in Chesant on the A10 that's looking very slow on the speed sensors southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. On the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and London Euston. also affecting London Midland services between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston as well. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. There's fresh, fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire this morning, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. And a woman from Hartford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for winger Raheem Sterling. Liverpool value the England international, who has also been linked with Arsenal and Real Madrid, at around £50 million. Watford defender Juan Carlos Paredes started for Ecuador in their 2-0 defeat by Chile in the Copa America. Meanwhile, Hornets goalkeeper René Gilmartin has signed a new two-year deal at Vicarage Road. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League long jump win in five days in Oslo last night. The 28-year-old, who won last week in Birmingham, won with 8.25 metres in his third round leap. I've got three and a half weeks now to get training before our national trials, and then another three weeks, then the London Diamond League. So uh, I'm feeling confident. Hopefully I'll stay in one piece and uh, I can have a great run into the World Championships. And that's the last medal I've got to get to complete the set. I'm, I'm aiming to win the World Championships this year, and, and that's what I'm going for. The inaugural European Games begin today with the opening ceremony in Azerbaijan. 16 Olympic sports will feature and there's some local interest as Jeff Doyle reports. Three British Olympic gold medalists feature judo star Nicola Adams, Jade Jones in taekwondo and canoe sprinter Ed McKeever in a pretty low-profile Great Britain squad. Many top athletes have decided against incorporating the Games into their busy schedule, although there are still plenty of Rio hopefuls. Locally, Stevenage swimmer Martin Walton has made the journey after impressing at Hatfield Swimming Club. In shooting, High Wycombe's Abby Ling is there, as is Tim Neal, who uses the Nathamstead shooting ground near Royston. And England's cricketers play New Zealand at the Oval today in their second one-day international. It follows Tuesday's record-breaking win in the first game at Edgbaston. BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at eight. They actually drove across the green when the kids were coming back from school and nearly knocked women over with toddlers and it got that bad my husband went after them on his own motorbike and pulled them off. Call 08459 455 555. BBC oh, Three man. Counties Radio. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't Lou, uh, it was Louise, wasn't it, we just spoke to, didn't uh, she speak uh, with uh, great dignity? Wasn't she a, a, a lovely lady? 08459 455 555. Now, is he on a telephone or is he on one of them stupid computers that makes a wicked delay? <laughs> Scoins, can you hear me live? Oh, don't be an idiot. Hello. You're, <laughs> you're such an idiot. And you are literally such an idiot because yesterday... Have you yeah. managed? Have, has your, uh, have you calmed down? Because I bet your legs are red raw with you rubbing them with excitement. What were you doing yesterday, Scoins? <laughs> I was following the uh, select committee of uh, HS2 around the Chilton. If a young, if a young twelve-year-old Paul Scoins had been told he'd be following the select committee <laughs> of the HS2 around the Chilterns, he oh. wouldn't have. You wouldn't have believed it, would you? He, he wouldn't have been able to contain himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how, how did it go, mate? Good, good, good bounce. Oh, lovely. Just, lovely. I saw some gr- great pictures yeah. on Facebook of some bread. Oh gosh, yeah, that bread was nice. And do you know what? Next to that bread was even more delicious cheese and I was really annoyed because I was like oh do you reckon I said to the lady do you think it's all keeping a car for seven hours and she said I'm a good salesman but I couldn't I couldn't be uh, true to myself if I said yes it was my birthday this week Paul thanks for the card I my pre- uh? it's tomorrow though isn't it no mate isn't it no mate it was Tuesday the 9th I think I'm still waiting for my one from February, but yeah. that's, not, that's by the by. Well, you know. you, I, I knew you wouldn't get me one for my one in June, so I didn't. So we're quits. I did last year, though, and still nothing. Well, the present this year from my mother-in-law, five T-shirts from Marks & Spencer's, practical. Mm. Yeah. 
some, and some cheese and chutney. Box of cheese, box of chutney. Get yeah. in there, my son. Have some Delicious. of that. Having it large. Having well, I... it large. My wife said, can I open that cheese? I said, no. No. She went, why? I said, it was mine. I said, well, can I have some? I said, no. You, I said, mean, what do you mean? I said, well, you're not having it. It's my cheese. Get it, hands in, off. In fairness, I haven't seen you since your birthday, so you don't know that I haven't already bought you something. Have you bought me something? Might have done. I ask you, Mr Scoynes, bearing in mind you're on the radio and people are listening, have you bought me something? Yeah, I've bought you something. What have you bought me, Scoynes? Well, I can't tell you. It is, it a picture of, is it a picture of you sledging on Christmas Day? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> wicked. Uh, Scoynes, so you follow the HS2 posse around. It was yeah. brap. It was wicked. It was all kind of ting. Yeah. No, it was great. We did... Um, there's lots of uh, different places, and it was great. And at the end of the day... It's like the Radio did... 1 Roadshow. You're kind of our smiley-miley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it. I bet you did, mate. Um, yeah. Are they going to build the train or not? Probably. OK. Um, but you... It, it ended in tragedy for you, and I bet, and I bet... a tiny, tiny little bit of wee-wee came out. <laughs> what happened at the end of the day, Scoynes? I did my last uh, broadcast from our satellite truck, and I've been driving around trying to find a signal because I couldn't, um, I couldn't find one. And I was like, why is it not working? It worked in this exact place earlier on. Turns out, Ian, satellites move around the world. Uh, yeah, and, that's uh, right, That's why I, couldn't, I yeah. couldn't get it. So anyway, I drove around and uh, did my thing. And then as I, as I was packing down, these two... Uh, Police officers uh, with with machine guns and <laughs> other guns got out of this unmarked Land Rover and wandered up to me, you know, guns aside. I'm like, what are you doing in the middle of the countryside? I thought. I said, has someone complained? And she said, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, what? I'm just done a, and I said, I've just done a piece about the HS2 Select Committee. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, Why are you here? And I said, And you're, the car's cup has got satellites and antennas yeah. and all kinds of things on it, hasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's got BBC plastered across the front of it, so it's hardly, you know, disputable. Yeah. And she said, Why are you doing it from this place in particular? Uh -oh. And I said, oh, Well, I don't know, it's just a road, isn't it? It's just a country road. He said, it is a country road. We just saw you on the cameras. And I thought, what are you talking about? There's cameras out here. And she pointed at these enormous cameras that were pointing right at me, which I hadn't seen. And I put two and two together, because I realised, you know, exactly. And I was in checkers. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Prime Minister's official country residence. Ay, 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 ay. And as you drove off, they were going... <laughs> They, they followed me. They followed me. Did they escort you off the country lane? Yeah. yeah. Flipping heck, mate. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how wet were your pants? <laughs> out of fear. Not, not talking about the track. Out, out of fear from uh, the police yeah. turning up and going... Yeah! Yeah, they were pretty... Yeah. No, they were moist. Okay, well that's it. And of course, you said that the, the, the vehicle was um, plastered in BBC um, uh, propaganda because IS would never think of going undercover, would they? Al Qaeda wouldn't think of using a disguise for crying out loud as they're launching their rockets and going. 
Well, you managed to escape, yeah, Scoins. Right. You, you... Most of the 1970s, uh, the IRA were disguised as Radio Derby. We'll get a complaint about that. You know that, don't yeah. you? From, well, from Radio Derby. It'll come to your show. Scoins, listen, we can't go into too much detail. Mm. Hashtag Project Dark. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, the team here are a little bit gels. They're well gels. Well, you've broken the second rule of Project Dark. Yeah. Which angle? So, what's the second was rule? Was the first rule telling me that he was going to do it and then saying, oh, but I can't tell you anything about it? No, 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 no. No, the first rule is uh, observe the correct health and safety procedure. <laughs> oh, I am so excited at the prospect of Project Dark. Mm. Okay, we'll leave it at that, shall we? Kath, yeah. any questions? What's Project Dark? Okay, any other questions? What's Project Dark? Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. What is Project Dark? Oh, okay, Scoins. Well, um, we'll, we'll keep talking about it, yeah? Scoinsy, speak to your fair, eh? Uh, I've uh, got a question for you. Scoins, just put the phone down now. Okay. Bye. He's gone. He's gone. I'm afraid. Oh. You've, you've lost him. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, so, you, 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 did you ever use a Ouija board, uh, Catherine Boyle? Um, uh, if my mum's listening, no, I would never do that. I might unleash hell. Betsy, you're young. In real yes. life, yes. Ever used a Ouija board? No. Why not? We don't have one. There we go. We that will explain we, it. We didn't really use a board. Um, I was on holiday in France, and me and some other kids got hold of, um, of a piece of paper and drew a Ouija board on it. Strangely, it still worked. Yeah, there was a great there was a great shop in Slough. Um, it was on the Bath Road, and um, you had to kind of it was it was like off off the trading estate, and it was above like know a it. car dealership. It. Yeah, right? I know it. And it was called like um, it was like a witch's shop, man. And they sold Ouija boards. They sold. They sold. Um, I mean, they sold rubbish like crystals and stuff. You mean occult supplies? Yeah, it was it was occult supplies. As opposed to cult supplies, which, boy, oh, boy, that's a completely different store. <laughs> um, uh, it was a cult supplies, and we bought... We, Wayne Shaler had a Ouija board, and it got passed around, mm. and we had, you know... Was he Chief Warlock? He was, he was uh, chief, yeah. some, chief something, yeah. yeah. Um, he was also, if you wanted adult movies, that was the guy to go to. Wow. He sorted himself Strange out. Strange that that should was, go hand in hand. He was a good lad. Um, but we had a Ouija... It's like, it's like, but Shags, you ever used a Ouija board? No. Why? I'm not interested. What do you mean you're not interested? You're not interested in putting your fingers uh, on, on a, a pointer while you're high or uh, drunk and uh, pretending that dead people are talking to you? No, I'm busy sleeping if, I, if oh, I'm drunk. Sleep. Let me just yeah. remember to sleep. I know. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, Is that when you've got your eyes closed and no one's jumping on you? That's, it. That's kind of what wakes me up. <laughs> you take a, the, 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 there is outrage. There's one of these stories that they've kind of they've gone looking for a story. The Ouija boards are on sale on Amazon. They have been for a long, long time. They've been yeah. on there for quite a while. The best thing to do is go and look at the Ouija boards on Amazon and then read the reviews. Yeah, Mr. V. Trechiocus. It's a very, very uh, strict warning. Do not buy it. It is more than a game and can be lethal to your body and your soul. <laughs> You laugh, Ben. <laughs> you laugh. Don't even touch one, says Amazon customer. Hang on, let's go. We need uh, we need the appropriate. Um, um. Yeah. I know two lads who played with one of these. The shed they were playing in caught on fire by itself. <gasps> I also knew a married couple who played with one of these. It brought poltergeists into her house, which Never. picked up ornaments and smashed them on her walls. <gasps> she was that scared they had to move house ten miles away. They became Christians after that experience. These are dangerous. I'd never touch one. They're evil. What? Christians? Keep away from them. What? Etc. 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 There's plenty of reviews on there that paint a terrifying picture. And yet people still persist. They still persist. You took this to the street, Shags. I, I did. I did. What was it like? Macabre? Uh, it was. It was tense. 
It was, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of people, uh, let me tell you, not many people. I'm going to miss boxing in Luton. I am going to miss that. You can come and do it on your time, your time off. I, I could. I just won't right. be able to broadcast it. Yeah, I'd rather not. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. What, what was what was the vibe? The vibe was uh, was was dark. A lot yeah. of people were going, no, not, not for me, thanks, Gov. Yeah. yeah. Should we have a listen? Let's go. For we go. I haven't got a Ouija board. No? Do you think they're fun or, or messing with dangerous forces? Well, quite a few people said they're messing with dangerous forces. Yeah? But what about you? I'm not uh, one way or the other. I'm not very really interested. I don't know what you mean about. Right, where you, there's a board with letters and numbers on it and stuff, and you move a thing around, and apparently you're meant to talk to the dead. A bit I don't weird, know what isn't it? it is. No? No. My ex partner is mad into them. Really? Cards and Ouija boards. Turn the lights out, sit around the table, pray. Did they speak to anyone? Is there someone upstairs? So, do you believe in it or no? I do believe in, in certain things. I've seen, never heard of the Banshee. You've, you've seen the Banshee? A Banshee. It's an Irish myth. Oh, right. I've seen her on a telephone wire. Long grey hair, she had a comb covering her hair. We were coming back from a nightclub. Three o'clock in the morning, I wasn't the drink either. Yeah? <laughs> what was she doing? Just just chilling? It's an old myth. Have you seen the Banshee yeah, as well? Yeah, 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 I see it, yeah. Like, regularly? Oh, yeah, 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 I see it every time, yeah. Does, did that not freak you out? Mm, it did, yeah, it did, yeah. Comb co her hair, he used to comb her hair and everything. The Banshee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of the way forward. Yeah? The way forward? Ouija, Ouija, we is French. Yeah, but yes. Ja is German. Yeah. And good way. Yeah. A good way forward. Okay, there's more reviews here on uh, Amazon. One star review. The best thing to do is read the one star reviews on Amazon. Because they're usually furious. Of Ouija boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one by the Torn Prince. Not happy. No flipping ghosts showed up. I am not happy. <laughs> Doesn't come with a guarantee, my friend. It's all about the vibes. Dave Newton said, Dave Newton, do not use Ouija boards. The spirits you will attract are malignant and will harm you if they can. They are not the spirits of dead people, but evil spirits and demons. Do yourself a favour and destroy it if you have one. This is a very real warning. Please do some research in the matter and the harm they have already caused to many people's minds. Um, and uh, Nicole says, what opening prayer do you say and what closing one do you say? Well, I mean, Nicole, you say whatever you want to say, mate. But then if you look at all the stuff that other people bought whilst um, buying this rubbish, I'm going to click on, I mean, is this real? Is this a real thing? Tell me. The K2 EMF meter with push-on, push-off switch for ghost hunting, 38 quid. Well, yeah, I mean, if you open the portal, you've got to be able to sense the presence, haven't you? And sometimes you can't sense the presence with your senses. You've got to do it with something that you've bought and you put batteries in. Standard. Uh, five stars. Bought this new and improved version <clears throat> to take along to ghost hunts with me, says M. Smith. This newer version has a proper on-off switch, unlike the original version, which you had to hold the on button down for it to work. This provided this uh, proved to give off false readings. Oh. Tried it around the house against variant appliances, cooker, microwave, washing machine, toaster, etc. Really does work. Can't wait to try it on the field. Highly recommended to anyone who wants to try and prove that spirits using EMF are really there. This little tool... Mm -hmm. will keep you happy for hours at haunted locations or just in and around your home. Because you don't want a false reading when you're looking for real ghosts, do you? <laughs> One-star reviews. I'll oh, we'll go to the Trav in a second. Mm -hmm. Graham Patrick, this is for this ghost hunting thing. Mm. Temperamental. Didn't kick off at all during a screening of Ghostbusters, but went ballistic during a repeat of Dad's Army. Well, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. <laughs>
Oh, no, hang on a second, hang on a second. I want to move the travel around. Hang on a second. I just let me get this round. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Here we go. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is looking busy southbound just after Junction 10 for Luton Airport and also the M25 is slow, slow anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M at South Mims. In Hemel Hempstead on the A41 it's busy southbound between the A414 and the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley and in Clophill on the A6 Bedford Road that's looking very busy now on the speed sensors between Back Street and the A507. There are still problems on the trains with Virgin Trains West Coast having possible half an hour delays between Watford Junction and London Euston and that's also affecting London Midland trains between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. it is uh, Friday the 12th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. And a woman from Hertford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Let's get the weather, Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. We've got a Met Office warning out for thunderstorms, but across the three counties we'll probably see the bulk of those a bit later on through the day. Nevertheless, we will see perhaps uh, well the possibility of a few showers popping up uh, through the course of the morning, first part of the afternoon, but lots of dry weather around too, feeling very muggy and humid. We've got some sunny spells, high pollen levels, and temperatures today are feeling very warm all the way up to around 24, 25 degrees Celsius. We might even see a 26 or a 27, so it's not completely out of the question but there will be some wet weather popping up a bit later on in the form of those thunderstorms um thunder hail lightning all is possible today and some very heavy downpours and of course the bulk of these are going to uh, are going to occur during this evening's rush hour so there could be quite a lot of surface water on the roads tricky driving conditions through this evening's rush hour for many of us but the thunderstorms fairly hit and miss until we get to later on in the evening when they'll start to uh, become a bit more organized a bit of a, a plume of uh, thundery rain basically that's going to push its way up northwards. So a very wet night for most of us. Um, some rumbles of thunder as well. It might well wake you up through the course of the night. A very mild night to come though. Lows of 14 or 15 degrees. Possibly a damp start to the morning tomorrow. Some mist patches around. Quite a lot of cloud but I'm hopeful for some brightness coming tomorrow. It will feel a lot cooler. It won't feel quite as muggy. Highs of around 20, 21 degrees Celsius where we do get some sunshine a bit later on through the day. It's most likely towards southern areas. Sunday though it's not looking very nice. It'll be cloudy. There'll be some outbreaks of drizzle and it will certainly feel a lot cooler. That's the forecast. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Morning, Hannah! Morning. You had to think about that for a second, didn't you? 
You did for a sec, just for a second. I know, I know. What you got planned for today, Hannah? Um, well, we're going to school. Oh. Going to school. You don't need to. You don't need to go to school today. <laughs> I am giving you, and I don't give these out very often. I'm giving you an official Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Golden Pass, and that is valid at any school within Beds, Hards and Bugs, uh, and it means you don't need to go into school today. And then when you go and when you trot in on Monday with your suntan because you've been hanging out in the sun, and the teacher goes, Hannah, what was going on, on on Friday? You are in very very serious trouble. You hand the teacher that golden ticket, and she goes, Oh blimey, another one of these. All right, go and sit down. So you got the, you got the day off, Hannah. Take it, enjoy it, do with it what you want. What have you called in about? Um, well, there's a kids' ghost game called Charlie Charlie. Charlie Charlie. You put two pencils on top of each other. You do what? Put two pencils on top of each other. Yeah. And um, apparently they're meant to move. Right. When you say Charlie Charlie, are you there? Right. Oh, and um, it's a Mexican spirit, and it's all over the internet in vines and YouTube videos. Really? Two, two, hang on, we haven't got any pen. Who uses pencils anymore? <laughs> Kath's got pencils. Kath. Well, should we be doing this on? Should we be doing this? Uh, no, we shouldn't be doing it. Quick, get the pencils out. Get the pencils out. What, Charlie, Ch- what, so what are you supposed to? About, you know, come on, guys. Charlie, Charlie. Are you there? Charlie, Charlie, are you there? Kath, quick, come in here. Come in here. And then the pencils move, do they? Yeah. Don't do this at home, kids. We will get proper complaints about that. Don't do this at home, kids, OK? Uh, this is this is grown-up, responsible adults doing this. Go on, put the pencils across each other. Right. Here we go. Are they, are they got to, they've got to be balanced. They've got to be balanced. Well, they are going to move then, aren't they? Because it's very delicate. Just let, just let, no, no, no. Hang on. Right, go. Say it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. You, no, don't get Doug. Mum, don't encourage Hannah to say it. D- <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, are you there? No, apparently he's busy. No, he's not there, Hannah. So uh, I think we've debunked that myth. But thanks for telling us. What are you going to do with your day off? <laughs> Um, well, my mum says that I'm going to get a pound for coming on here. Yeah, Sweet. what? A pound? That's more than we get. Hannah, thank you very much indeed. Kiri, Kiri, are you there? Hello. Hello, Kiri. How are you? Um, I'm freaked out by that man. <laughs> freaked um, out. About 20 years ago, I used to do Ouija boards. Oh, yeah, that, that explains um, a lot, yeah. It does, actually. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. um, I did them with... Um, I worked in Cricklewood, and we we had a lunch break one day, and we decided to do one. Yeah. Anyway, when we, there was about five of us, and when we were doing it, this boy came to and told us that he'd been murdered and that he was buried in the boot of a car. Oh, buried and, in the boot of a car, gosh. <laughs> anyway, we drove there to try and find his car, or try and find the car where he was, yeah, and but you couldn't. he wasn't there. No, because so, well, it was one of your mates that had done it. Yeah, so, yeah, and I just need to tell you something. Yesterday, when they announced that um, Christopher Lee had died, yeah. um, I was very upset, and I went around telling everyone that they wouldn't be making any more Back to the Future, because I got confused who it was. It's particular Christopher Lloyd, you plum! <laughs> I know, I'm very upset, but well, then when I found out it was Christopher Lee, I don't really know him, so I wasn't as upset. All right, well, thank you, Kerry. Well, that's... <laughs> flipping it. Deary, deary me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We will get. Hey, listen, guys, don't mess around with stuff that you don't understand. I understand it because it's all bullshine, but I know some of you think that it's real. 
and there are, you know... But, but, I mean, we, the, the Ouija boards, really, really... It's 2015, guys. You, you know it is all nonsense, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. 08459 455 555. You can text as well if you want, by the way. We'll do some texts in a bit. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or if you wanted to, why not send an email? Huh? Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. I-N.L-E at bbc.co.uk. Now, Hertfordshire Police says it's launching a social media campaign. Oh, really? Around the dangers of taking legal highs. Ross Cracciolo is a father from Chesson who successfully protested against a shop in Waltham Cross from selling them. Morning, Ross. Good morning. Remind us, remind us why this is so important to you. Well, I think I saw uh, what effects it had on my son uh, whilst he was smoking this uh, uh, Pandora's box, which is like a legal high. It's like a marijuana, but it isn't. It's a chemical um, herb. Um, so the effects it's given him, I, I can't bear to see anyone else suffer the same thing, basically. Well, tell, without, you know, you t- tell us as much or as little as you want. What, what, what effects did it have on your boy? How, how did it impact on him? Um, my son, um, I took him on holiday in September, and after September he went to live at a place in Hartford, and I didn't see him for three months. The reason being, he was smoking this stuff because he was introduced to it in this place, and he was living in the place uh, in the dark, in a room, um, couldn't be bothered to go out, curtains shut, um, vomiting, um, so I hardly saw the guy. Mm. He, um, he, he he just locked himself away. He was sleeping for about 16 hours at a time um, without looking after himself. And, um, like I said, vomiting mm. every time he ate. So every time I took him somewhere to eat, he just vomited it up. How's he doing now? Is he is he on the mend? Yeah, definitely. Um, I managed... Um, protest and it's, it's, it was successful after about two or three weeks I think with the pressure from everywhere else mm. um, uh, he stopped smoking it um, the reason being because they've been selling it anymore. they stopped selling it so your protest it, it kind of forced the shop to, to rethink what they were doing and they stopped selling all of that stuff I hope to think so. Yeah. Um, I found out a couple of weeks later that they weren't selling it anymore. My son wasn't buying it anymore yeah. uh, with his with his mates. And um, yeah, it, it was successful. Hearts, we don't know much about what Hertfordshire Police are doing. Um, just whenever I read a social media campaign, Ross, I don't. You know, that's Twitter and Facebook, and I just wonder if if young people. I just wonder if people like your son. Uh, and other young people are going to take any notice of the of the police sending out tweets and Facebook posts. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think they they need to be a lot harder on the facts. They definitely a lot harder. Um, they, this festival is going to come on this summer all over the country, and if they don't work hard at it to stop this stuff, it's going to kill a few more people out there, uh, or make them very ill. Um, Twitter, Mm-mm. I don't know, maybe. I maybe I think I think that the the, um, the authorities, I think they overestimate the power of Twitter. Yeah, uh, I, I'll be quite honest. I don't know much about Twitter. Yeah, um, but all I can say is it's better than nothing. I suppose so. Something, 
something is better than nothing at the moment because they're taking so long to get this legislation through. Um, it, it's going to hurt a few more people this summer. Ross, and listen, it's than nothing. I've got to move on. It's good to talk to you. I'm glad your yes. son's on the mend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 towards London between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hemel Hempstead and it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for South Mims. In Chessent on the A10 southbound it's very slow from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25. It's busy in High Wycombe too on the A40 London Road in both directions. It's also nearby the roadworks which could be causing extra delays. In Hemel Hempstead on the A41 that's very busy southbound uh, from the around the Hemel Hempstead turnoff. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 30-minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston. It's also affecting London Midland services between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston as well. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines Bedfordshire campaign has welcomed forced marriage sentencing, fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services, and Hertfordshire woman's anger at thefts from daughter's grave. BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. The 34 year old was jailed for 16 years at a court in Wales after admitting making a 25 year old woman marry him under duress last year. Luton campaigner Dr. Nazia. Karnum says the sentence will send out a strong message, although the case is not a typical one. I think it's very important. It's going to send a very strong message to people who are perpetrators of forced marriage, obviously. Uh, but it's a very untypical case because normally we hear about families forcing young girls or boys into marriage. But this man is not really a family member. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire this morning. Rail regulators say Network Rail is offering poor punctuality and reliability on some of the busiest commuter routes, including Thameslink. Network Rail says more people than ever before are getting to their destination on time. Linda McCord is from Passenger Focus. It's important that a review is carried out to find out why some of these schemes are not running to schedule. It's very important to passengers. After all, particularly those who are commuting into work, pay a lot of money for our fares and we should be getting an excellent service. We should be getting punctual, reliable trains. A new investigation into the German Wings Air disaster in March is to be opened in France. It follows confirmation that several doctors who treated the co-pilot, Andreas Lubitz, who deliberately crashed the plane into the French Alps, had judged him unfit to fly, but doctors failed to tell his employers because of Germany's strict patient confidentiality laws. Police have arrested a 30-year-old man from High Wycombe on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. It follows a collision in the town on May the 4th involving two cars and a lorry. A passenger in one of the cars, a 27-year-old man from High Wycombe, died later in hospital. 
A woman from Hartford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Louise Walker hopes to shame the thieves into stopping after they targeted her daughter Bethany's grave in the North Road Cemetery. They were both sort of planters that had been planted up with full of flowers, etc. Um, and they've been taken and really whoever's taken it just hasn't got any morals to take a, a, an item like that off of the grave. Um, let known a child's grave is just despicable. The funeral of the former Liberal Democrat leader Charles Kennedy will take place today near his home outside Fort William in the Scottish Highlands. Hundreds of people are expected to gather in the small church where he and his family were parishioners. In sport, Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for England winger Raheem Sterling and Milton Keynes Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League win in five days in Oslo last night. The weather warm and sunny but with heavy and thundery showers later this afternoon a maximum temperature 24 degrees celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls they would sail their ship around the globe so they called it the united world the ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down the waves were big as mountains they found they would surely drown they jumped into the lifeboats was a watchful pair of eyes and living in the valley were people lost in time ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask the children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands the lost islands my beds are all to cock this morning Oh. Never mind. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Have we got any taxes before we crack on? Let's with this? have a look. Uh, here we go. Uh, let me see. Uh, what car was it? Says Peter. I've got no idea, Pete. Can't no. help you with that one, mate. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Simon the Ghost Hunter yes. says Charlie Charlie is a promo for a movie and is a load of bull. Says Simon the Ghost Hunter. <laughs> Uh, and Pat says, Hi, Ian, I had a Luigi board and we managed to raise the spirit of Jack Daniels. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. He did a funny. Now, campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first conviction under new laws. A 34-year-old man has been jailed for 16 years after admitting threatening to kill a woman and her family if she didn't marry him. Uh, he also pleaded guilty to charges of rape, bigamy and voyeurism at a court in Cardiff. Well, Colgit Lally is a solicitor in Luton and deals with cases of forced marriage. Morning, Colgit. Morning. This, this isn't a forced marriage in, in the way that I thought... This doesn't sound yeah. like a, a traditional yeah. forced 15 marriage. 15 years. 
16 years for rape. Yeah. Just four years for the forced marriage. Isn't the four years, and you'll correct me if I've got this wrong, okay, the, the, the four years for the for, for the forced marriage, that, is that the maximum term for forced marriage? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's this law has been in place for a year. This is the only prosecution that's happened, as far as I'm aware. And yet... And when... I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy that finally a court has done this. Do you think this is, this is the breakthrough moment, Colgett? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy about it. When the forced marriage has been spoken about on this show before, it's um, uh, 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 it's always been talked about as, as parents forcing their young daughters to do this. This yeah, is a very different scenario. This is a very different scenario, isn't it? You and I spoke yeah. in 2008 when the law actually came into force. Right. But, oh, I'm so happy about this. Finally. It's not just a piece of paper. Even though it, it, it doesn't follow the traditional pattern of forced marriages that we've spoken about before? In what sense, sorry? In the sense that it, do, that, that it doesn't follow the traditional pattern of forced marriages that we've spoken about before? Yeah, well, it hasn't, because judges haven't done their job. And finally, somebody in Cardiff has. Right, because when we've spoken about it before, it's generally, isn't it, um, uh, parents that are forcing their young daughters to marry. This is a very different scenario. Well, it's a 24-year-old, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, So what impact do you think it will have on young 13, 14, 15-year-old girls that that are forced into marriage by their parents? Hopefully a good impact that, look, there's a law that can help me. Fingers crossed. All right, OK. Um, uh, Colger, I'm, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much indeed. I think. Colger Lally, solicitor in Luton, who deals with cases of forced marriage. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. on the line. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Great I'm, I'm hope- as usual. Thank you very much. I'm hoping you'll be able to follow my line of questioning. Uh, what have you called in for? I've called in about Luigi boards. The, the Luigi boards, yes, sir. Listen, about, it must have been about 25 years ago, I was at a party and someone said, should we play Luigi board? And I was a bit curious about it and everyone said, yeah, yeah, go for it. But yeah. you know, the woman sitting there, you've got to have a minimum of a couple of fingers on the glass to make it move. Yeah. She was going, anybody there, anybody there, it wasn't yeah. working. I put my finger on it and it, it, she said, who do you want to talk to? And it said, Alan. Hey. But the glass, you know, spells your name out. Yeah, didn't it just? made me curious, it was that there's no pressure on the glass, it just glides across. Yeah. So I thought, oh yeah, they're just trying to play a trick on me. Yeah. I asked it 10 personal questions that I know, and it got every one right. How weird is that? Give us, give us one of the personal questions, Alan. Well, when, when I was younger, my uh, my uh, mum and dad got divorced and separated. My dad changed my surname from Smiley to Richards. Yeah. And um, not many people knew that. And uh, I asked it that. 
and he got it right. I asked him my real mother's name, and he got it right. I asked where I was born, he got it right. And I, I actually asked it and said, well, what did my mother do? And she found she just she just sort of dumped me and ran off. And he got that right as well. And um, was now, your... Was, OK. Did any of the people who uh, were fingering the board at the time know this stuff? No. Did you... Were you touching the glass? Yes, because you have to have the finger on the yeah, glass, yeah. yeah. And the glass just glides across. What amazes me is, like, yeah. if, you, if three of you put the glass on the table now, yeah. you, you'd feel the pressure being pushed towards you, wouldn't you? If you'd yeah, sort yeah. of fight against it. But it just, it just glided did, across what, the table. Did you Did you push it? No, 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 because it was always just spelling out. It just it spells out the words, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you it pushing just, it to spell out the words? No, 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 no. This is no, freaky, without, man. This is freaky without, stuff. Without, without, and even asked me where my sister was living, oh. and she used to live in Ireland, and they got that right. And I said, what's the name of her children? They got that right. You got and that right, Everything yeah. I asked, they asked you, it right. You got it right. Uh, OK, so once you'd established that you were talking to, I don't know, the, the dead... I don't know. Oh, what, to. <laughs> what, did you not ask it? Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't answer. Well, no, that was the main thing, because I was only whizzing on it for two hours, because when right. I took my finger off, it wouldn't talk to anybody else. Right. So when I put my finger back on again, it started moving and started talking to me. And I said, I kept saying to reveal yourself, who are you? Yeah. Reveal yourself, So you, you, you'd, you'd, established, you'd established that you were talking to a spirit, let's let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you then, I mean, what did, did, did it answer any questions that weren't about your mum and dad? No, no, it was just about because I because I thought I, I thought the other people were trying to play a trick. So yeah. I thought the only way to get round it is to ask personal questions yeah. that only I know the answer to, yeah. and that I know are right. Can I ask? And, t- can I ask two questions? Please don't be offended because this on. is my scientific head on. Okay, then go on. Had you had a drink that night? No. Well, yes. Okay, I'm going to ask three questions. I'll come back to the first question. The second. Hang on. Second question. Had you had a cheeky little smoke or imbibed anything else that night? No. Okay. How much had you had to drink? Uh, just a couple of drinks, a couple of beers. But, you know, it doesn't matter. How could something like that get something like correctly? wasn't one question I answered. Yeah. Alan, Alan, I just I don't have the answer to how a glass that you were touching could answer questions that only you knew the answer to. I can't answer that. I cannot answer that. Well, I'm feeling um, uncomfortable. Still thinking back to that interview just after 8 o'clock, but that's calmed things down a little bit. It's a good job Justin's not here, because that, I'm afraid, is Ev. That's hardcore Ev. That is hardcore Ev. Thank you, Alan, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's made me rethink. Have we got any Texas? Oh, <laughs> what was that? Charlie, my computer's just crashed. Oh! That's because we're in a rubbish old building, not because of ghosts. What page has it crashed on, Kath? Um... Oh, what are you looking at, mate? Nothing. What is it? (laughs) Say it in my ear. Quickly say it in my ear. What are you buying? (laughs) Nothing. The page just crashed. What What were you hoping to buy? Well, I was. Nothing. I was just browsing. Well, what, what were you? What were you browsing at? What were you looking? She was looking at shopping, guys. <laughs> what shopping were you looking at? While well, I was talking to um, um, a fruitcake. I'm not saying which I one. I can tell you, it wasn't Ouija boards. Okay, well that's it. Shoes. No. Dresses. No. Books. No. Bags. No. DVDs. No. Kelly. Hmm? Was it Kelly's? We're calling this project 
Daylight. <laughs> Sunnies. No. Sun cream. Secret. Secret project. You've got your project dark. We've got our project daylight. We, I mean, it's Paul Scorins. We've got project dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy that, and I'm enjoying mine. Except it's crashed my computer. We're going to. We, we won't crash our computer. <laughs> won't, won't need a computer where we're going. Oh really? Oh, it's unusual. Where you're going? Oh. What? Going down a hole. Scorins. I'm not saying anything about project dark. Maybe we're maybe we're not going somewhere physically. Maybe we're going somewhere spiritually. Already it's boring. Go yeah, well, you'll, you'll find it boring. You'll Is find he taking it you to a council meeting? It's <laughs> not that boring, blimey! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And in Hemel Hempstead on the A41, that's looking slow from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off of the A414 towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In both directions on the A404 in uh, Rickmansworth Road, that's very slow but approaching Common Road and Green Street and Loudwater Lane very busy too, all because of the roadworks by St Clement Danes School. And on the trains, London Midland and Virgin Trains West Coast being affected by delays in and out of London Euston because of an incident with emergency services earlier on. Smelt the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Summer jackets. Scoins, don't worry. Scoins has emailed me. He's panicking. Don't worry. Project Dark is happening. It's happening on the lowdown. Nobody knows a thing about Project Dark. Hashtag Project Dark. Starring Ian Lee and Paul Scoins. I get first billing because I'm, I'm, I'm better. 8.16. It's Friday the 12th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire with Network Rail accused of poor punctuality and reliability. And a woman from Hertford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's it. Close the phone. Look me in the eye. Just making sure it was off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't want it ringing. No. With my luxury ringtone on your show. What's your ringtone these days? Have you never heard my ringtone? No, no, no. Go on. Let's let's compare ringtones. Oh. Go on. Oh, well. Compare ringtones like two 15-year-old girls in the playground. Now, I'm not very good with this phone yet, so I, um... It might take me a little time. No, there we go. I think that's it. Right. Are you going to go first? OK, I'll go first. This is this is my ringtone. OK. Oh, hang on a minute. Once upon a time, there was a draft. He was really big and he ate leaves on... It goes on for quite a long time. It goes on for quite a long time. What's yours? Mine is... Beat that. Uh, mine is this... Sparkles and glitter Making love in the air I win I feel a little bit nauseous all right, okay, here's my. Um, okay, no, no, okay, we can play phone poker. <laughs> I feel a little bit nauseous. Here's my. Um, um, here's, okay, here's my. Um, if I get an email. Fish yeah, beat that. Oh, no, I, do, I just have a luxury ringtone. I don't. I also have this as well. You've got an email. Yeah, beat that. You've guys. got an email. Yeah. I haven't. It was just me demonstrating my wicked uh, phone skills. That's very nice. Where, where did you get that from? Dallas. 
It's good, I like that. Why don't you, you like use that? it on the radio? <clears throat> I used to. Did you? I yeah. bet. I bet. Back I bet. in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your show this morning, you, you camp old Christmas tree? Coming up. <laughs> coming up. Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. I don't know why I'm laughing, because my blood pressure is already Uh-oh. right up there. What you know how angry I can I, get. I do. What are you angry about now? We're going to be discussing a case which has not only angered me, but many of my listeners as well. I don't know if you've been following this. I'm sure you have. You listen intently to the final hour of my show. I know. Is it the dog woman? Mm. Oh, flipping it. Yeah, go on. Lynette took her miniature schnauzer to Bedford Cemetery. She was walking into the park and she went through the cemetery to get there. Now, she hadn't been there before. And she allowed her little dog, who is 11 years of age, to walk next to her under control but she didn't have the lead on but the dog was walking to heel next to her well a council warden saw her chased her on his bike and told her that she'd be fined 50 pounds for walking her dog off the lead Mm -hmm. now she said how am i supposed to know that i'm not allowed my dog on the lead there's is there a sign up i didn't if if so i didn't see it i didn't realize and the warden said yes there's a sign up at the entrance to the cemetery and she said i'm sure there isn't i didn't see one so she said can we go back and have a look and he said yes so they went back to the entrance no sign nothing whatsoever at the entrance to the cemetery that she'd walked through well despite this bedford borough council have said that they will take lynette to court They've also told her if she loses, she's going to get a criminal record. Lynette is back on my show at nine o'clock this morning. I gather yesterday she went down to the council offices and Bedford Borough Council have upped their game again. What's the latest? We've had offers, Ian, from listeners to this radio station saying, look, we will pay Lynette's legal costs. Mm. We will pay if she loses. This is just a matter of what is right and wrong. There was no sign, regardless of the rights and wrongs of walking a dog off the lead, there was no sign Mm -hmm. to tell her she couldn't let her dog off the lead in the entrance that she walked through. It's therefore completely and utterly unreasonable for Bedford Borough Council to take this decision. Well, from nine this morning, I know this is now really worrying Lynette. We heard it last time she was on the programme. She's thinking, I'm going to end up with a criminal record. I'm not going to be able to go and visit family in America. Mm. I'm, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Do you think now the time has come that she should pay her fine? From nine this morning, I'd like your views, your calls, and maybe your support for Lynette as well on 08459 455 555. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost to spending um, ten minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, this weekend they're walking the 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. Oh, it's a parterre, is it? <laughs> I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear, and that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, a Hartford woman says she's heartbroken after thieves helped themselves to flowers from her daughter's grave. We spoke to Louise about an hour ago, and um, I thought she handled the whole situation with dignity. And it's very upsetting. Louise Walker is the lady in question. Uh, and the grave uh, belongs to her daughter, Bethany, who was uh, 12 when she passed away in 2008. Peter Ruffles is from Hartford Town Council. He runs the cemetery. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. This is um, unpleasant, isn't it? It is particularly unpleasant, and um, it's something that just in recent times we've not been subject to in, in Harford, although there has in the past been um, incidents, yeah. I think there often are, um, in, in various places. But it, it's, a, it's a really a matter of almost, in, I think, taking some of the love between two people away, because the the pot plant in question um, is in itself, I suppose, just a very small thing, and that's where we worry because we don't understand why someone would take such a. And also, small for, thing. For, the, for, for those of uh, people who don't, uh, you know, have a graves that they they tend to, it's uh, you know, it's a very it's a very spiritual, very safe, a very private place, and to think that that has been invaded and that it is no longer quite so safe, you know, so yeah. it's a plant they can replace the plant, but it's it's kind of that invasion as well, isn't it? Well. Yeah, I think so, and it's, uh, as I say, an interfering, in a sense, with deep love between other people, and that's where the impact is so enormous. I think um, in our local paper, the, the Chief Inspector of Police, Jerry MacDonald, has reflected local feeling, really, and indicates the seriousness of the impact of the crime, because he's responded strongly. And the paper itself refers to... Um, I think a nicking of a plant plot which minimises mm. uh, the, the, the thing, but and, and that's how I think many other people will see it until they think about it, and I suspect that's why yeah, well, it wasn't thinking about it. It's I why we were so. so keen to get Louise on the show to kind of add the human element. Realistically, I know, I know you've spoken to Louise, and you, or someone in your department has spoken to Louise, yeah. and it's been very helpful. Yeah. Realistically, what can the council do? The council can only, um, well, involve the police who are keen to be involved, but of course they won't be there all the time no. guarding the grave. Uh, the, the cemetery itself is um, very heavily visited, if I can put it that way. There, there's always someone around um, in the cemetery tending graves. It's a, it's a beautiful place and. Its beauty, in a way, adds to the attraction of people to look after their individual graves. So we're not talking about a remote and rather neglected graveyard. Um, it is actually something that, it, that people are around on. So there's that kind of patrolling. And the staff, of course, the cemetery staff are there, but not there all the time. So we've got to just step up security, but in a, in a, a broad way. And in a way, we want to catch somebody because we want to do some explaining but I think you're to them but I think your publicity of the whole matter will probably be enough because it's bound to reach the ears I would have thought of a thief uh, Peter, let's just keep our fingers crossed that this, you know, this this joker has, has kind of realised that they've been stupid and, uh, and they stopped doing it and uh, you know, I, I really appreciate your time this morning that's uh, it's just, I just, I can't get my head around this. Anyway, that's Peter Ruffles from Hartford Town Council. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
some interesting comments on um, Twitter. Wigo says, for a friend, can anyone recommend a local lawyer for forced marriage, one that can make a good argument? Um, I, I certainly couldn't, no, not after today. We had an interesting <laughs> text through around about... Um, 8.08, not quite sure what it's referring to, yeah. uh, from Lisa in Leighton Buzzard, says, awkward interview. OK. Don't, again, don't know what that... Uh, I don't know what you mean. ...is, uh, is referring to there. Nick in Hitchin says, why don't you play Ouija board by Morrissey? It's very amusing. No. But thanks. Sure it's... What do you think this is, the Ken Bruce show? Uh, do shout-outs and big-ups now? OK. And Mark in Bedford is furious <clears throat> about your Christopher Lee um, anecdote. Why? Pourquoi? Well, you claimed that you were with him when he tried... Pepsi-Cola Pepsi for the first time. Correct. Fact. Yeah. Mark in Bedford. Pepsi's nothing like Coke. Oh, shut up, man. It's really similar. I, I would say... Uh, all right, I'm supposed to be impartial. BBC, I couldn't say this at the other place this afternoon, so suck it up, uh, fuzzball. I prefer Pepsi. Mm. And you know the Pepsi challenge? Yeah, I was going to say... That was a fix, because it wasn't Pepsi versus Coke, it was Pepsi versus, I don't know, Panda, Panda. Pops or something. Roller cola. Yeah. Pepsi versus Happy... Pepsi versus Nissa Happy Shopper own brand. That's mm. what it was. That's what it was. It was a swizz. Why did Panda Joe never... Joe Brown. Why did Panda never take off the same way? I mean, it's not just marketing, is it? I don't know. Why did Panda never take off? It's not just marketing, is it? It's not very funny. It's the worst joke ever. I wouldn't open with that. No, I was just, you know, musing on Panda because it was quite prolific back in the I 70s. I don't get it. Um? I don't get it. No, well, no one did. Eight. Even though it was a lot cheaper. Status quo. You read about status quo? Not lately, no. Well, you should have done, mate. What was... Oh, I know. The one that, pans. The, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the, anyone that spends two grand on pans deserves to get ripped off. Listen, they're living in Spain. I'm imagining, you know, they've not got a lot what? to do. Someone turns up his and offers wife. them some posh pans. His wife's a bit of all right. Well, it's pans. his third wife. Yeah, conned on the Costa. Quo star falls for £2,000 frying pan fraud. After two years of rock and roll excess, they made a film, Status Quo. I'd love to see that. I wonder if, I can, I wonder if it's on Netflix, which I'm going to cane for four weeks. I'm going to cane for, th for three weeks and six days, and then I'm going to cancel. I would never do that. I'm doing you, that. You, get, you know Netflix is entirely free for as many email accounts as you've got. What was this about Status Quo? After two years of rock and roll excess and two divorces costing him millions, it's no surprise Rick Parfit finds it hard to pass up a chance to save a bob or two. But the status quo guitarist's hunger for a bargain has come back to bite him and wife Lindsay, four, after both were swindled by con men claiming to be selling luxury kitchenware. Luxury kitchenware! You're still going to be going at it with a Brillo pad within three weeks and ruin it. The couple were duped out of more than £2,000 within days of each each other by crooks posing as Swiss salesmen in slick suits and driving BMWs near their home on the Costa del Sol. Mm. The 66-year-old rocker was duped into shelling out a th over a £1,000 for the kitchenware after being approached by the men during a trip to the nearby town of Guadalimina. It was only when he returned to his Marbella mansion... <laughs> <laughs> and unpacked the boxes, he realised the pots and pans and cutlery were nothing more than, quotes a lad of old tosh. <gasps> Unbelievably, Mrs Parfit, who looks well good for 56, four, had also fallen for exactly the same trick and lost the same amount of money after being approached by the same group of men. Oh, they're made for each other. Why didn't they check it out? 
Why don't they open the box and see? Well, there were the fellows that were driving around Camden for a long time that would pull up in their van and say, guys, I've, we've just delivered a load of speakers. Mm-hmm. We've got they've we've got we've got a pair of speakers left. They're worth the ground. You can have them for a ton. There was a leather jacket man round here for a long time. He used to pull up alongside people in uh, motorway service stations. What gentleman pulled up in vans or cars and tried to sell you tat? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford on the A6 Paula Radcliffe Way, there are delays between Clapham Road and the A6 at Dame Alice Street because of the roadworks. In Hitchin as well, it's really busy on Stevenage Road between White Hill Road and Payne's Park because of the roadworks that are there. On the A1, there are queues southbound between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. And on the A404 Rickmansworth Road in both directions in Chorleywood, it's slow approaching the Common Road with delays from Green Street and Loudwater Lane because of the roadworks by St Clement Dane School. Looking at the Motorways, the M1 is busy towards London between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hamel Hempstead. And looking at the train departure boards, there are still delays on Virgin Trains West Coast and London Midland to London Euston Station. That's because of emergency services dealing with an incident on a train. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners against forced marriage in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. The Independent Police Complaints Commission has announced it won't investigate the way South Yorkshire Police handled the most violent clash between picketers and its officers at the height of the miners' strike in 1984. And a woman from Hartford says she's been left heartbroken after two sets of flowers were stolen from her daughter's grave in as many weeks. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool have turned down a bid of £25 million from Manchester City for winger Raheem Sterling. Liverpool value the England international, who's also been linked with Arsenal and Real Madrid, at around £50 million. Watford defender Juan Carlos Paredes started for Ecuador in their 2-0 defeat by Chile in the Copa America. Meanwhile, Hornets goalkeeper René Gilmartin has signed a new two-year deal at Vicarage Road. Milton Keynes Olympic long jump champion Greg Rutherford sealed his second Diamond League win in five days in Oslo last night. The 28-year-old, who won last week in Birmingham, won with 8.25 metres in his third round leap. I've got three and a half weeks now to get training for our national trials, and then another three weeks, then the London Diamond League. So uh, I'm feeling confident. Hopefully I'll stay in one piece and uh, I can have a great run into the World Championships. And that's the last medal I've got to get to complete the set. I'm I'm aiming to win the World Championships this year, and, and that's what I'm going for. And England's cricketers play New Zealand at the Oval today in their second one-day international. It follows Tuesday's record-breaking win in the first game at Edgbaston. Will there be another score of over 400? Here's batsman Joe Root. It's not very likely that that's going to be the case, but I think the key thing for us is that um, obviously the consistency is something that we're going to really try and uh, work hard towards, but is making sure that we still go out there with the same frame of mind. It's not going to be something that's going to happen every time we go out there to take the field, but it's about trying to trying to make sure that we give ourselves the best chance of, of getting a big score and, and setting a game up that we can that we can hopefully win. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. 
on FM, AM, online and digital radio. Oh, this man. is Ian Lee. Bad news. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've been told um, that Netflix have tightened their ring. Oh, hang on a minute. They didn't tighten it yesterday, did well, they? Well, they did tighten it yesterday because they put the price up from 6.99 to 7.49 yesterday. Yes. Did they? Yeah, they did. On oh. me. On, that's on, on option two. And I thought, well, back in the day, back in the day, I'm yeah. talking a couple of years ago, um, when I'd had a lumbar puncture, actually, and I was lying on the... I had to lie down a lot, you could sign up to Netflix under one email. Yeah. Just before the month, and they got charged, cancel that, sign up on another, cancel yeah. that, sign up on another. They've changed it. It's, it's, down to, it's down to the bank card now. Oh. So can I borrow your bank card in just, <laughs> just under... just over three weeks' time? Would that be possible? Uh, if I can borrow yours. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have more for me yours. Have you got any Texas? Yeah, probably. Just, if you just close Amazon... Uh, I'm not on there now. OK, right, fine. Thank you very much indeed. Um, no, I haven't got any more. Hang on, let me just refresh. It may be, I may be wrong, or it may be the spirits. Is there anybody there? No. Great. Well, Paul Scoyne's got um, uh, caught by the fuzz the other day. Um, uh, he could have been attempting an, attas- uh, an assassination attempt, an assassination attempt on David Cameron. He wasn't. He just stopped to uh, erect his aerial and a satellite dish just outside Checkers. What, what's an attassination? Is that like death by facial hair? No, if you notice, I, I uh, did a, a, an internal spoonerism, then I corrected myself. Oh, did you? Yeah, thank well you very done. much. An assassination attempt yeah. uh, became an assassination attempt. Good. Uh, where have you been caught where you shouldn't have been caught, Ben, you've taken this to the streets. I have, and this perfectly illustrates how wonderful Luton is. There's just this one minute, 20 seconds. Gosh. It's just, yeah. Well, let's hear it. Have you ever been caught somewhere you shouldn't have been caught by someone? Uh, do you understand? Caught? Have you ever been caught somewhere you shouldn't have been? Caught? Caught as in catched. Someone finds you somewhere you shouldn't have been. Uh, for what reason? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What happened? Um, I was in Primark and I turned round and I walked out with a pair of sunglasses that cost me three pound and I got an eighty pound fine because I realised I had stoned and I shoplifted them. Oh no! So you, what? You just forgot to pay them? You thought, oh, these look nice. No, and... I went in there with the sole intention of stealing them. Oh god! But unfortunately, I left the UV sticker on. <laughs> so you got caught what straight away afterwards? Yeah, no. The security guards got the front come up and the security guard at the back come up. Oh blimey! And caught me. Well, and I, I suppose you haven't done it again, eh? No. no. Have you ever been caught somewhere you shouldn't have been caught by someone? Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> have I ever been caught somewhere where I shouldn't have been caught? Any, more any... more than once. Yeah? Someone's bedroom once where I shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> Were you chased off? Uh, I hid in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> did people actually do that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I you just, didn't I get very old. It was an old-fashioned trick. <laughs> you didn't a... get caught, no? No. Deary, dearie me. What, what, um, what naughty people uh, are living in Luton? There you go. Geezers. They were proper geezers. Think, proper geezers, they? Yeah. They? Thank you for that, Shag. That's all right. Now, why are you wearing a jumper? It's, it's chilly on the streets. You're nuts, mate. It's boiling hot. You've got a jumper and a polo shirt underneath it. What yeah. on earth is going on? That's insania. It's, it's all right. I, I roll up the sleeve. No, no, no. Jumpers in jumpers in summer. No, this it's is... It's not summer. It's June. That's not summer, is it? I thought it's still technically spring. June is summer. Is it? Yeah, sure. Why not? But I thought... Out. It... Get out. Get out. Sorry. It's unbelievable. Can't, I can't understand that. The I... French boys used to always wear jumpers in discos. <sighs> it was inadvisable. I just confu- it's confused the hell out of me, that has.
I'm, I'm wearing summer. Hey, exciting news, guys. Very exciting news. Um, and I thought this had already happened. Mm. I'm hoping the kids are at school now. I, I thought this had already happened. An adult film firm is trying to raise, nice, like it, £2.2 million to make the first porn movie shot in space. Oh, no, I've seen... Um, <laughs> there's definitely one. I don't think it was shot in space. It was, I saw. No, it was one of those... It was the, the, the vomit comet where you just, you're just you up in... You know. Pornhub, based in Canada, wants the film... Wants fans to help finance the film and push the boundaries of intergalactic sexploration. Eva Lovia... Yeah. ..is to star with actor Johnny Sins. She said this is an opportunity to work two dream jobs at once, porn star and astronaut. I mean... <laughs> really? Can she the, fix a satellite while she's up there? In the great scheme of things, it's... Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Speaking of uh, porn stars, what the hell is going on with Carol Vorderman these days? Well, yes, I mean... It's not really in my style to um, uh, belittle a middle-aged woman who's obviously gone nuts, but what she's dressed like a banana. Banana. She's dressed like a banana. Now, Carol Vorderman is, without shadow of the doubt, one of the world's sexiest women. But she has, uh, she has uh, done a Fonzie and donned a wetsuit with a leather jacket and jumped over a shark on skis. She looks ridiculous. Carol's bright new look as a sexy blonde bombshell. Mm. They should have put bombshell, just as a tip there, Robert Calloway, if you want to use that. Carol Vorderman showed off her sensational new, new look yesterday with a golden hairstyle to match her figure-hugging dress. She's got blonde hair and a tight dress. A dress, let's be honest, it's too tight. The 54-year-old presenter, oh, that's what she does, sported a blonde bombshell style, blonde hair, as she walked into ITV's studio in London. And the canary yellow dress, featuring a zip down the back and teamed with black heels, certainly turned a few heads. Mm. She told fellow presenter Lorraine Kelly in an in interview on The Lorraine Show, Blondes do have a lot more fun, that's for sure. They absolutely do. She said, what's the worst that can happen? You're slagged off, so what's new? Oh, Carol, you don't need to do this. You've got a brain. You are such a fool. I have um, Carol Vorderman to thank for my GCSE maths. Oh, yeah, go on. I had a video um, helping me with my GCSE maths, and it was really good, and she looked um, like Carol Vorderman. Yeah. Uh, and that was good enough, because she was an attractive woman. And then, in recent years, Carol Vorderman is morphing, isn't she, into someone who's got, um, well, someone else's teeth in. And now this. Carol, you don't need to do that. OK, fair enough if you want to, but um, it doesn't need to be all you she are. She looks like Rick Parfit. <laughs> She looks like... I'm just going back to this Rick Parfit story, right? Because he's, he's an idiot. I can't believe he's in the papers with this. Uh, speaking out to warn... Uh, so he got sold some, some posh pans that weren't the posh pans. They were just like your bog-standard pans. Do you know Spe what? My favourite pan is a really cheap one. Yeah, the best ones are. Speaking out to warn others of the con, Mrs Parfit said, I cannot believe we both fell for it. Neither of us are stupid or gullible. Do you think anyone else needs warning about spending £2,000 on a pan? It just goes to show how professional these guys are. Very good at their act. She can't be talking about the quo. <laughs> Mrs Parfit, who works as a fitness instructor, said the men approached their targets in a car park. I know, we all know how this con works. We all know how this con works. 
said the men approached their targets in a car park and claimed to have leftover stock from a nearby exhibition. Seems legit. Which they're willing to sell for a cut price because they can't transport it yeah. back to Switzerland. Yeah, OK, all right, fine, yeah. When they start loading the boxes into the boot of your car, this is in the back of a car park, right? It all looks legit. It's only when you get home you realise you've bought a lot of cheap rubbish. Mm. Always on the lookout for a bargain, the Parfits married in Gibraltar in 2006 in a £46 ceremony. They now split their time in Spain between their homes. Status, status quo. So, Here's another thing I learned from reading Johnny Rotten's book. He loves status quo. He, the whole book is a revelation. He loves status quo, he loves Cool and the gang, and he took his mum to see a Gary Glitter concert. Uh, status quo have sold more than 130 million records. But he, he has revealed he blew hundreds of thousands on drink and drugs, at one time claiming he was spending £1,000 a week on cocaine. I don't think that's a revelation, is it? Hang on. You know when he was buying the pans? What? When he was buying the pans. Back, the to, the, back to the £1,000 a week on cocaine. Is that all? Yeah, carry on. <laughs> when he was buying the pans, the guy was like, how much will you pay for this? And he went, whatever you want. Oh. Yeah. Well, they, no, the guy, the price of the pans was £1,046. Mm. So that was, I mean, he said the pans are... He said, I'll, I'll take them home and put them, wash them in my dirty water. Pardon? Huh? Mm? Anybody? Uh, Any Texas? Nope. OK. Um, there's only one way around it, isn't there? Um, hang on a second. Because there's second. status quo songs? I tell you what, should we play a status quo song? Mm. OK. <laughs> Lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire With his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins The bravest little hobbit of them all Now hobbits are peace-loving folks, you know they're never in a hurry and they take things slow They don't like to travel away from home They just like to eat and be left alone But one day Bilbo was asked to go On a big adventure to the caves below To help some dwarves get back their gold That was stolen by a dragon in the days of old Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Only three feet tall little hobbit of them all well he fought with the goblins he battled a troll he riddled with Gollum a magic ring he stole he was chased by wolves lost in the forest escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls Bilbo Bilbo Baggins the bravest little hobbit of them all That brave little hobbit whom we all admire Just sitting on a treasure of silver and gold Puffing on his pipe in his hobbit ho ho Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins The bravest little hobbit of them all 
off the quo over saucepans. It's just, it's not fair. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hitchin, it's really busy on the A602 between Whitehill Road and Payne's Park in the roadworks. Also into Bedford on the A6 Paul of Radcliffe Way, there are queues between Clapham Road and the Broadway at St Peter's Street because the roadworks there. In Chorleywood on the A404, it's very busy approaching Common Road where there's roadworks and it's causing queues on Green Street and Loudwater Lane as well. On, on the trains London Midland and Virgin Trains are affected by 30 minute delays in and out of London Euston Station. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. 8.46, it's Friday the 12th of June, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, with Network Rail accused of offering poor punctuality and reliability. An inquest opens today into the deaths of two teenagers and a woman in Bedfordshire a fortnight ago. And campaigners in Bedfordshire have welcomed the first sentencing of a man under forced marriage laws. Let's get the weather, here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We'll see some thunderstorms a bit later on through the day. There's a Met Office weather warning out for them. Until then, yes, the risk of one or two showers creeping up, but uh, lots of dry weather around as well. Some brightness, some spells of sunshine. It's feeling very muggy and warm too with highs today by the end of the afternoon of around 24 or 25 degrees Celsius. But along with those high temperatures will come the risk of um, seeing some thunderstorms triggered off, basically. Some heavy downpours to be expected, particularly through the evening rush hour and also um, the chance of some thunder, some lightning, hail, you know, the lot. Um, So um, possibly a very wet to drive home for many of us. And then overnight tonight, all of those thunderstorms are going to organise themselves a bit bit better and there'll be some um, outbreaks of thundery rain on and off through the course of the night. This system is going to push its way northwards. So a very wet night, quite a muggy, humid feel to the night. Again, lots of moisture in the air. Start the day off tomorrow on around 14 or 15 degrees Celsius. But tomorrow uh, should brighten up through the course of the morning. We'll probably get some sunshine by the afternoon, particularly for southern areas of the three counties and we'll see highs of probably only around 20, 21 degrees Celsius but a pretty decent day. It will feel cooler and less muggy. On Sunday that weather front's going to sink its way southwards. It's going to fragment so the rain won't be as heavy. There'll probably be a few outbreaks of drizzle, quite a lot of cloud and feeling cooler as well with a northeasterly wind as we head into next week. That's the forecast. On Tuesday, our phone number is changing. Hello, thanks for calling BBC Three Counties Radio. From midday on that day, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555 to take part in the phone-in. The damage is all my responsibility. Get your questions answered by Nick's experts. Can you just protect against parvo then? Chat to Ian. Matt's on the line. Morning, Matt. Hello. Oh, this, Matt. Or to me. Hi, Roberto. And in a lot of cases, 03 numbers are part of your inclusive calls on your mobile. So remember, from Tuesday, you need to dial 03 459 455 555 to stay in touch with BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, uh, we've all had um, uh, training. To, we're moving to the new studios uh, next week. I think our first show is Wednesday, is it, in the new studio? Yes. We've all had training, which has been really great fun. I've really enjoyed hanging out with those guys. It's a shame we can't do it more, but I'm busy. 
Um, and when we were having uh, one of the training sessions, um, we we're all kind of sat there, and uh, sports Je- sports Billy Jeff came in late. Late, yeah. Came in late. So it says me. There's you. There's Tim from the JVS show. Um, who was Simon with us for that training? No. Just us three, there was a, it? There's a couple of others. I think then, a couple then of others. Jeff saunters then in. Jeff saunters in, all, all ruddy face. I mean, we didn't notice him because he's so tiny, but we kind of, I felt someone tugging my trouser leg and I looked down and it was him. Uh, and he sat down and, uh, I mean, he, he felt humiliated. But boy, oh boy, then like about 45 minutes later, this black fella walks in, right? And everyone's going, what the fl- what the flipping heck's this? And, everyone, and he's going, I'm sorry I'm late, guys. Now, I'd done a bit of research. I knew who he was. He's the new presenter. Because you, you went, oh! I didn't go, whoa. Yeah, as he walked in. I was just being part of the gang. I knew exactly... You thought he was an interloper. I knew exactly who he was. Yeah. I do research on this radio station. Well, OK, I didn't, but then I saw he'd written his name down and I put two and two together. And then I knew who he was. You see? You put a do together. I put, um... Uh, <laughs> Oh, come on, man. We, don't we do it? We're better than making jokes about people's names on this show, aren't we? Anyway, he walked in. He was like an hour and a half late for a four-hour training session. Didn't care, did he? He didn't give him a monkeys. And that is exactly the right attitude you need if you're going to be a presenter here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, it is Edward Adu who is, uh, is taking over on uh, Sunday nights. Edward joins us on the line now, I hope, unless he's overslept. Good morning, Edward. I haven't overslept, and I've still got my Barry White voice. Uh, uh, you, you know what? To be fair, I love that intro. I'm not going to diss you, Ian. No, I'm not no. going to even go there. No, 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 don't, don't, don't go there, Edward, because you've got nothing to diss with. You were late. It was like your first day, mate, and you were late. Blame the M1, yeah. blame Junction 9, and being told that when you come off the M1 uh, from Junction 9 to Dunstable, it takes five minutes. It doesn't take five minutes. It, it takes, takes five years. It takes a flipping <laughs> ages. Anyway, it was very nice to meet you properly. I've seen you pop up on bits and pieces. Uh, you're doing... It's, it's Sunday nights, isn't it? Sunday nights, 8 or 10. Okay. So, uh, take, taken over from the from the great Nestor McGregor, who has won the lottery, and he's gone on to do other other things. Yeah. So it's great to, to fill in and, you know, take over. And we've got loads of good stuff. On, on, on the show, music, features, stories, and I'm, I'm going to be working with our very own lockers. Well, no, this Mr. is the Matt this is the thing. You say this as though it's a, it's it's a good thing. Have you actually met Matt Lockwood? I have. Okay, can I can I play you? Just can I play you a clip of Matt Lockwood before sure, you? Sure, before go you, for it. Okay, <laughs> just have a listen to this. Hang on. At the touch of the leather, I quiver and gasp. Oh. He walks around me again, trailing the crop around the middle of my body. And on his second circuit, he suddenly flicks the crop and it hits me underneath my doodah. Against you know what? The shock runs through me and it's the sweetest, strangest, hedonistic feeling. That We found that in Matt's personal diary under a heading, what it'll be like working with Edward. Oh dear! See, the thing is, I didn't know. I didn't know what he gets up to. I don't know what he gets up to after dark. You see, yeah. and it's kind of worrying now, especially yeah. that we're going to be working together on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. What there else was... does he do? Well, is this? Is this? Do you find anything else? Yeah, we found this. Before I know it, he's got both of my hands in his vice-like grip above my head, and he's pinning me to the wall using his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. My what's-it strokes his and joins in a slow, erotic dance. His hoojima flip is against my belly. That was found on his computer in a file entitled Production Meetings with Edward. 
Wow. You see, now I'm like, you know, shaking my head thinking, gosh, yeah. what a Sunday night's going to be like. Well, let's up, Matt. What a Sunday night's going to be like. Let's bring Matt into the conversation. Good morning, Lockers. Lizzie, Lizzie, you forgot your lunch. Oh. You don't need your lunch? All right, see you later. See you tonight. What are you talking about? What are you doing? What are you doing? Wait a minute, I need to, uh, I need to make a drink. <laughs> Can I just put you on loudspeaker where I put the kettle on? Wait a minute. Edward. How you doing, Lockers? Listen, we can't be doing this on a Sunday. You got you can't be making drinks or, you know, putting your kind of, you know, your jerk chicken patty in a microwave. You've got to be on it, man. Wait a minute, I'm just making a drink. It's too early for me, this five to nine. Mate, you sound really like alert for this time in the morning. Just you don't need it. You need to talk about. Listen, I've just heard about some of the stuff that you've got on your on your computer. I mean, what's going on? Wait a minute, I've just found a padlock. I Wait, need to lock, Matt, lock. I Matt, need to lock my shed. Matt, you know you're on the radio, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're, Matt, you're on the radio. Oh, this is funny. Do you see what I mean, Edward? This is what yeah. you're. This is what you're up against. This is what the BBC. Matt is ticking. Well, you know, without going into too much detail, he's ticking a box. Do you know what I mean? He's uh, he's going to slow you down. See, Ian, I've worked, I worked at other places and I haven't come across this before. You know what? This is exciting times. It's a new era. <laughs> it's a new era. It's exciting uh, times. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed having a career. Matt! <laughs> Good morning. Good, Good morning. Oh, so Matt. You can't be in the middle of doing some chores. You know, you know anyway, it's early. Matt, what, what, what's... Um, you're producing Edward's show. Yeah. What can we expect on, on, Sunday's, uh, on Sunday's show? It's a work in progress. Okay, is it true, Matt? There's a rumor going around. Yeah. That you're gonna because you're doing a thing about Sir Lenny Henry. We are, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because we, we I, I did a thing about Sir Lenny Henry uh, 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 earlier in the week, um, and you did a vox for me on it, didn't you? You went out to the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it true you're going to be using that same audio on Edward's show and claiming that it's original? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, possibly it will be a shortened-down version, oh. and uh, but we actually did it better than you did it this week. We're going to make okay. somebody a sir or a duke or a dame, I should say, of the Edward Adu show this Sunday night. Oh. Yep, yep, oh. yep. Fair are we going to do the? Are we going to do the the, the nighting in our um, in our new studios? We are, yeah, you can have a classic episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Okay, well, uh, Edward, so it's Sunday night. Sunday night, 8 till 10. Okay. 8 till 10pm. Okay, and uh, you, d- d- you were telling us that you won't you won't start the show until Matt's done his running man dance. Oh, listen, we're going to play... I'm not even going to tell you the track that we're going to play. Yeah. Got it lined up, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm literally not going to play the track until Matt does his running man. Uh, bust, bust the running man. And you know what? Yeah. He is... He is like king. He's like king pro at doing the he's, running. He's man. king something, yeah. <laughs> Edward, on behalf of, of of everyone here at BBC Three Counties Radio, I'm really, really sorry, um, but fingers crossed it'll be a decent show anyway. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Listen, when are you gonna when are you gonna take me out for a drink? Oh, man, after, listen, you know, dis- dissing me last week. You, you, you're not gonna get away with that. <laughs> you're dissing. not gonna get away with that. It's Ian. not dissing, mate. On, you, listen, turned you, know you turned up late. You turned up late. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Edward, uh, enjoy your show, and we'll speak soon, mate. Good Listen, luck. have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Matt, he's a nice bloke. Yeah. Don't ruin it. I'll try not to. Thank you, Matt. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. There we go. Unbelievable. I, f- I just, you know, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. It's... You know, the presenter-producer role is so key. Who on earth made that decision? Uh, someone, someone's... Uh, it's BBC, isn't it? That's what they do. Uh, have we got any taxes? Let's have a look. 
Uh, I've got a complaint, says Scottish Jim. Oh, Jim. Yes, it's still Loch. Oh, it's that fella from yesterday, yeah. Oh, that no wasn't says, a Stealth no, song. That was Def Leppard that recorded that Hobbit song. Jim, Jim is... Jim, I was thinking about this, Jim, yesterday, right? No one says the Loch Ness monster. It's the Loch Ness monster. Scottish He's wrong. Scottish people say the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, well, the Scottish people are. Uh, let's you know. Let's. They also that. call it great money making scam. Yeah, exactly, guys. For goodness' sakes. <laughs> Anyway, he said he's crossed that you played the hobby song, saying it was Def Leppard. It wasn't, was it? It was Leonard Nimoy. It was. Was it? Was it? You missed the point of the joke, yeah. But never mind. What was the point of the joke? It was linking into status quo. Why? Oh, blimey. Why? Have we got any texts to finish up on? That was it. Oh, flipping it. Right, OK, well, um, I'll fill for 30 seconds. Uh, if you want to download the podcast, guys, why the hell wouldn't you want to? I've got a computer. I oh, don't like you. Two good reasons. I'll give you those, actually. Yeah, they're valid. Valid points. If you have got a computer or access to the internet, you can do it on your telephone, you can do it on all kinds of things these days. You can do it on, I don't know, a bit of bread. If it's connected to the, to the Wi-Fi, why wouldn't it be? Uh, then type in Ian Lee, BBC, and Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, you can carry me around in your pocket. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane blocked anti-clockwise on the exit slip road at Junction 25 for Enfield because a car's broken down, so it's starting to cause some delays. In Chorleywood, on the A404 Rickmansworth Road, there are queues approaching Common Road from Amersham Road and Green Street are looking really busy too. Loudwater Lane's also slow. That's all because of the roadworks there. In Aylesbury, on the A41 Fire Ridge Road, it's slow between the Oxford Road roundabout and the Walton Street roundabout. And in Dunstable, on the A5 southbound, it's really busy between the A505 and Church Street. On the trains, London Midlands still have possible delays between Harrow and Wilston and London Euston, but Virgin Trains West Coast's half-hour delays are starting to clear up now after the emergency services have finished dealing with an incident on a train. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. That's it, guys. That's your lot. Ay, ay, ay. Right, stay tuned. Jonathan Vernon-Smith is coming up next. Until Monday from us, ta-ta. across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think Lynette should now pay her fine? We're discussing a case this morning that has angered many of you, I know. Lynette took her schnauzer, her miniature schnauzer, Sasha, to Bedford Cemetery for a walk. She hadn't been there before. She allowed her little dog, Sasha, to walk by her side, under control, but not on a lead. A council warden saw her, chased her on a bike, and told her that she'd be fined £50 for walking Sasha off the lead. She asked how she was meant to know dogs couldn't be let off the lead in the cemetery, and the warden offered to walk with her back to the gates to show her the sign. When they arrived, there was no sign. Well, despite this, Bedford Borough Council say they'll take Lynette to court, and if she loses, she'll get a criminal record. Lynette is back on my show in a couple of minutes' time, and I want to hear from you. Do you think Lynette should now pay her fine? Pick up the phone. Come on and have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So we'll get the latest and I'll hear from you. But first, 
The BBC News at one minute past nine with Simon Oxley. The headlines, fresh criticism for Thameslink. Milton Keynes' teenagers won't be charged over Bletchley stabbing and Bedfordshire campaigners welcome forced marriage sentencing. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's fresh criticism for Thameslink rail services through Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire this morning. Rail regulators say Network Rail is offering poor punctuality and reliability on some of the busiest commuter routes, including Thameslink. Network Rail says more people than ever before are getting to their destination on time. Linda McCord is from Passenger Focus. It's important that a review is carried out to find out why some of these schemes are not running to schedule. It's very important to passengers. After all, particularly those who are commuting into work, pay a lot of money for our fares and we should be getting an excellent service. We should be getting punctual, reliable trains. Police in Milton Keynes say three teenagers arrested after a sixth-form pupil was stabbed near his school will face no further action. A 